Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Black Mirror Season 2, Episode 4, White Christmas, just in time for your holidays. I am... That was Kurt. I'm Mr. Sal. I have previously seen this episode, so this was my second watch through of it. Uh, I'm also a science teacher. One of my former students here, Kurt, had not seen this episode before we uh, before covering it for this podcast. So this was his first time through. Kurt, first of all, how are you? I'm doing quite well this uh, holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. There's so much snow on the ground. I did not expect to have this much snow by now, but that's how I always feel every year. <laughs> okay okay uh anyway i need to as as is tradition and show hopper's tradition i need to try to guess kurt's rating of this episode out on on a scale of 10 uh one to 10 now uh to recap uh kurt and i cover two other shows on this podcast we cover cover lost and we cover the leftovers at least for now soon leftovers will be done uh, and then we'll pick up something else. We'll hop to a different show. But in the meantime, uh, those are the two other shows that we've been covering. And, and we'd like to make a habit of guessing each other's ratings before we go any further uh, into the podcast. So I know how much you love USS Callister. I think you gave that a nine rating. Mm-hmm. I do not remember what you gave Hated in the Nation. I don't remember either if that's any of I think it was a nine, but I don't remember. Probably was a nine or an eight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you gave it a nine. Uh, so this this episode is the highest rated episode of Black Mirror on IMDb. But Did not you... your favorite. What ranking is this for you on your... Uh... Oh, well, I'm going to have to look that up in just a second here. But okay. you know that this was the highest rated episode of Black Mirror? I did. You did tell me that going into this. Yes, yes. In fact, this is the only episode of Black Mirror that has an average user rating of of uh, over nine. Mm-hmm. So it has a rating of 9.1. So very, very highly rated episode. Uh, it's up there with USS Callister. If you ask people about Black Mirror, they'll usually talk about USS Callister and this episode. So, uh, and they're very, very tightly linked, actually. Very similar uh, in a lot yeah. of ways. So, we, we must remember that this one happened first before USS Callister, first mm-hmm. of all, even though we're covering it second. Um, so I'm thinking that you gave this a nine rating. Okay, so you think I held true to the solid nines. Yeah. What do you... What do you I'm, I am on the precipice between nine and ten. Ooh. I, this is probably my new favorite episode of Black Mirror, <laughs> as with the rest of the people. It is really, really good. It is a very good episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yes, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, this is my number seven rated episode. Number seven. Now, see, why is it all at number seven? Is it because you don't think it gives the audience enough credit? Um, no. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can tell you. I, I think that when you when when we talk about Hated in the Nation, Hated in the Nation is just so socially relevant to me. Oh yeah, that I, I it made me feel so much more uncomfortable in that way than pretty much any other Black Mirror episode, because it's just so relevant to right now. 
Mm-hmm. Everything else feels further in the future. Definitely. Oh yeah, USS Callister. That's one. Yeah. So, yeah. so Hated in the Nation, like that's why I love it. Uh, hang. And my number two rated episode is Hang the DJ, mm-hmm. which is one of maybe two Black Mirror, maybe three Black Mirror episodes that are feel good episodes. Yeah, <laughs> you actually feel good at the end of it. <laughs> and and I I I just loved the way that episode made me feel throughout. Uh, and it and it said so much about uh, romantic relationships. So, uh, so that's why that one's number two. Number three is White Bear, which I think you have seen, right? I have seen White Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, White Bear is is just manipulated me in a way that very few other things that I've ever watched actually have. <laughs> I really did not like watching it for the first you know, two thirds of the movie. It, it, it's a big, uh, it's a big, it's, the payoff. So it's important for that one. Yeah. But the payoff made everything else so much more interesting to me. And, and I mean, it, it, it really flipped me on that episode to the point where I could not stop thinking about it. Uh, so, so that one is a solid number three. Now the next four are very, very close and I could easily put this, white christmas at number four and having watched so do it I, I i think i probably will uh, <laughs> but, but that's recency bias right oh yeah, definitely you know i think eventually i'm gonna have to go back and i'm gonna have to rewatch, be right back the entire history of you and san junipero because those are those are the other three in this grouping of four that i are i have trouble distinguishing between in terms of rating mm-hmm. so okay. So I could this could easily be rated number four. I've got it number number seven for the moment. Okay, well we'll just say number four because that's where it should be. That's fine. As close as one as I can get. Well, you know, well we're at it. We'll give it three. Might as well. Mm, you got up this high. What's another I, one? Three. I can't. I can't let it surpass White Bear. I I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have to bump up White Bear to two. Yeah, three. Hang the DJ can go back no, down. No, listen. <laughs> so black. I um, completely understand, Mister Cell. No need. All right, Hated in the Nation and Hang the DJ are the only Black Mirror episodes that I've given a 10 to. <laughs> Hang the DJ is, is another damn near perfect episode as far as I'm concerned. So, so those two get a 10. They're in a, a league of their own. Uh, White Bear is, is the most solid nine that I give it. And the only reason it doesn't get a 10 is because it made me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> You know, 35, 40 minutes that I just like, uh, oh my God, it was, I, I, I felt like I needed to stop and take a shower. Like it was that, that disturbing to me. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, but that one doesn't go anywhere either. But I, this could certainly slide into the four spot. It, I gave it a nine. Maybe rate. higher. Yeah. I gave it a nine out of 10. Let's talk about it and maybe I'll go, I will go up to 10. <laughs> Who knows? Like this, That's a dream. I might, I might go ten. I'm 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 on the precipice. I'll yeah. make a decision. Yeah, I'm fine. Episode. So the, the, I'm I'm glad to hear that this is your new favorite. It's a new favorite. Takes the mantle. Fantastic. Okay. Well, let's let's get into it a bit here, uh, because when the when the episode starts, where this this guy wakes up, we are come going to come later to learn that his name is Joe. Um, he wakes up. He's in this bed staring at the ceiling well we assume he wakes up actually now that i'm thinking about it we never see him sleeping yeah we never actually see him sleeping he's just kind of laying in bed yeah he's staring at the ceiling uh it's there seems to it seems to be like an arctic setting i don't know what you thought this was 
in the beginning i kind of felt like these were like researchers in antarctica that's what i thought too i, I thought they were i thought they were part of some sort of researcher or like lookout team that had to be stationed out somewhere in either like siberia or antarctica yeah probably antarctica because they didn't seem like russian no we had an american and a brit right mm -hmm. so that was i mean it seemed like some sort of international scientific research place in an arctic or antarctic setting so that's that was what i had in mind from the beginning um but we do see when he wakes up or when he gets out of bed anyway this snow globe on the nightstand did you notice that i'm no i did not notice it at the time okay he's got he's got a snow globe on that nightstand which is pretty yeah. cool and we're gonna come that's gonna come into i mean that's hugely important for joe's story later on uh, he also, when looking in the mirror, has a picture of a woman hanging on the mirror that he seems very fond of. And he, you know, he kind of touches the picture. Uh, and that also will be hugely important in a bit. So he goes into the kitchen and there's, there's Matt. Matt is played by John Hamm. Are you familiar with any of other, any of John Hamm's other work? No. Okay. John Hamm is the main character on Mad Men. Oh, okay. I, I have I, seen the pilot episode for Mad Men. I just have a heart of it. I've seen exactly none of Mad Men, but uh, I also, I'm a big fan of John Hamm's comedic work. Uh, if you've ever seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No. Okay. He plays uh, the reverend who was holding Kimmy and her friends uh, hostage. Uh, well, I mean, forced friends. I don't really know that you necessarily would call them friends. He was holding them hostage. Uh, <laughs> but he's hysterical on that show. Uh, and he's hysterical in his one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, their most recent season, I think was season 10. Very, very funny. He, he's, he's a very good comedic actor, even though he's mostly known for Mad Men. So, okay. But he was like, Black Mirror, getting him was a big deal because he, he's a big name. I know he, he got nominations. They ever win any um, Emmy? You're talking about for Mad Men or for yeah, this? Yeah, for Mad Men. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I, I, he definitely got nominated a bunch of times. I think he won at least once. I'm, I'm reasonably certain he did. But anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go along here. But at any rate, uh, he, uh, Joe, Joe goes into the kitchen and Matt is cooking. He's roasting potatoes. He's cooking something. We don't we don't know what what's going on, but it turns out uh, that he's telling him that it's cooking because it's like a Christmas dinner, and how nice. And he tells he tells Joe that they've been here for five years and they haven't really talked, which is absolutely crazy to think. Mm -hmm. of. I was so mesmerized. I was like, five years? They barely talked. <laughs> That's nuts, right? So my thought. So my thought on this is because. You told me there's a relationship to this kind of USS Callister. I know there's something like some virtual thing, mm -hmm. right? This episode. So my first thought is, okay, they just live in like a virtual world or something, right? Or maybe maybe they both live in this like cabin, and like they're here on work or they barely keep the lights on, but like they're only here as lookouts and they spend the rest of their time virtually. Like they don't really talk very much because they yeah. just live their own lives virtually like whether it be like they remote in somehow to other places like a robot body or they like just live in like some sort of cloud environment is what my thought was like okay they're, oh. so they're just kind of like roommates that have to do work here but they don't really like 
socialize here because this is work. And they, you know, they, then they live their lives basically online or virtually. That's what, that's what my initial thought was. If you made yeah. me had a guess right here and then, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, I, th I think that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable guess. Um, Joe questions whether this is a job or a jail. Now, when he says this, you know, we, we can hear that and think, oh, yeah, a lot of people wonder if their job is a job or a jail. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a metaphor. But I think Joe is actually being literal here. <laughs> he's, he's not sure if they're there to do a job or they're there because they're being imprisoned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Matt wants to know why Joe is there at all. He says, what went wrong for you out there? So we immediately start questioning if this is some sort of research facility at all, or if this is some sort of uh, exile. So I thought, yeah. So I thought this was just like the script was flipped. Like they're talking about virtual world, like it's reality, and reality, like it's it's basically like they don't want to be in reality. They'd rather be virtual. That's just how I was taking it as. Okay, so yeah. were you thinking that this conversation they were having was real or virtual? Real. I'm like okay, they're so they're really real. out here. Okay. So you think that what is, what went wrong for you out there is what went wrong for you in the virtual world? Yeah, at first, until we start seeing some flashbacks. I'm like, oh, okay, so they really were, like, outside. So right until the very first, like, flashback we get. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. By the way, this type of storytelling is one of my favorite types of storytelling. <laughs> the, uh, the This interwoven mosaic of separate stories that are ultimately linked. I, I love this type of storytelling. Um, my favorite movie is called Magnolia, and, and that's that type. It's a series of vignettes that end up crossing paths and being interconnected. So I, I, I love this. And I mean, just saying that leads me to think that word vignette. Yeah. <laughs> just, fun to say. just talking about the style that this that this episode is. Makes me wonder why I don't have this ranked higher in my rankings. Should be at least number three. It, it, it might be. Let's see. Let's continue. So, <laughs> but Joe uh, doesn't really answer what went wrong for him out there. He turns the tables on Matt and wants to know Matt's story. And now we, st we start to flash back into Matt's story. So, anything you want to say about this intro before we get into Matt's story a bit? No, no, nothing. Okay. So, Matt. Matt's story begins with him doing what's called eye linking with Harry, with someone named Harry. Okay, so eye linking apparently is uh, linking your computer screen to some sort of camera or whatever that's behind someone else's eyes. So you can see everything they see. They see. And apparently everybody has this, we come to find out. Yeah, everyone has these Z eyes. What's that? Everyone has these Z eyes. Right? Is that what they call the eyes? Z eyes? Z eyes? Did yeah. They... That's why they thought they call it like, the technology for the eyes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So it seems so everybody has it. And this is this is the first we get to see of it. This is Matt linking in with this guy named Harry uh, to see whatever Harry is seeing. And apparently he's gonna help him prep for what seems to be a night out. Uh, we don't know where he's going. He goes to the, like some kind of bar. 
but he's but it's not there that's not his destiny ultimate destination his ultimate destination is a christmas office party or office christmas party right yeah uh, yeah and have you ever been to an office christmas party no yeah it's a <laughs> <laughs> have you been to the office christmas party oh i have oh yeah yeah oh. yeah it's interesting I, i've had really good experiences and really bad experiences like i i was told by a professor so when the really great professor in college i like him a lot uh but he gave so at our last like you know semester's coming to an end uh he sent us out an email because um I guess either he, someone he knows very closely works in HR and basically sent us an email for like tips in your professional work life in terms of like HR and one, which I'll, I'll now I will always remember just because he wrote in that email is there is no such thing as a corporate party. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like if, if you're, if you were at a party for a work environment, it's work. Like don't, <laughs> don't, don't like do anything that you wouldn't do at work basically except for maybe have like a sip or a drink of like something but like yeah it's still work yeah it's a fair point if if your yeah. bosses are there or your bosses are throwing the party yeah then it's definitely still work still work is what it, that's why that's, that's always I've, I've always imagined that as now since yeah. i read that email and I've, I've had some bosses that are better about that than others yeah yeah i've had some like cool bosses but just in general i mean i keep that now about my wits <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is good advice. Don't don't get hammered at a Christmas or office party. So, so what what of Christmas parties? Is there something I don't know that I'm like missing out on, like corporate Christmas parties or like an office Christmas party. Uh, it's, it depends on the corporation. I mean, honestly, you know, uh, they can be really fun. Uh, a lot of times, they're really forced and awkward. Uh, is it required that you come, or is it just kind of like expected that you come? You. Uh, your absence is very conspicuous. <laughs> so it's expected, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's not during work hours, right? No. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's basically like, just extra work, okay. Like an extended work day with food. Extended work day without doing work, but you got to be there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, like I said, like, I had one boss who, who was just, who loved the, the, Christmas, the office Christmas party so much. Like not Michael Scott level, <laughs> but we're close. But, you know, much a much more competent version of Michael Scott, <laughs> and pretty close. Yeah. Oh, I, so any future employers, I'm fully, fully willing for a Christmas party. Right. So that I mean, like downing the Christmas party. Totally have like, you know, down to go to the Christmas party. Yeah. Grand. Yeah. So, what's interesting here. Is that what what happens between Harry and Matt is very similar to what John and Lori do on the leftovers? Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, spoilers for the leftovers. If you don't, if you think you're going to watch the leftovers and you haven't yet, skip ahead just a couple of minutes. But actually, you know what? We don't even need to say any more than that, do we? Yeah, we don't say any more than that. I think that's fine enough. <laughs> All right. So, so here we go. But anyway, uh, Matt uses like social media to like look up information about people that Harry is about to interact with so that he can know their names. He can know, you know, he can give them an idea. You know, he meets that one guy 
who's giving him a hard time. Do I know you? I don't think I know you. You don't work here, do you? And Harry says, oh, yeah, we met at somebody's party because Matt looked it up on, on whatever social media platform there was at that at, in this universe uh, and found pictures from that party. So, yeah, Michelle, would you be that guy? Which guy? Like, uh, what was his name, like Damien or something? Would you be the guy that confronts someone? Okay. It depends on how interested I am in those two girls that I was talking about. <laughs> right Marcus territory of... Hold yeah. up here. You're a bit more interesting than me. So, yeah. So, if, you know, if, if I current Mr. Sal, you know, married with two kids, Mr. Sal, I'm in that situation... No, I just probably would walk away. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. um, but if I, you know, 23-year-old Mr. Sal, who's probably talking to these two and interested in at least one of them, uh, yeah, I, I try to uh, assert that this is an imposter. <laughs> Look, see, ladies, an imposter. And who <laughs> sussed him out? Me. <laughs> I armor. I respect that. I don't think I don't think I would care very much unless I unless I'm the boss, which she might be a boss figure. I'd be like, wait, it's my party that I'm throwing, and this person might have just come in. <laughs> How dare they? Maybe. Yeah, but I have. I mean, I don't. I don't love when people try to push their way into conversations. But that is that is a skill I'm not very good at. Having and said, nor, and nor, and nor do I ever try to do that. I don't like pushing myself into conversations. No, I don't like it either. But I feel like I gotta listen in first, and then there's a button. It's like, nah. Right, right. I, but I, th- I think that the skill there is to put yourself in a position to be brought into the conversation, rather than trying to wedge your way into the conversation. That's probably how. Yeah, that's probably how I always get into conversations at like events. I just kind of see someone I know. They see me, and they go, ah. Oh, Kurt, and then and then I'm now part of the conversation. And that's that's and that's the way that you want it to go for sure. But Harry does is is not in that situation. But he has Matt coaching him. His his very own Cyrano de Bergerac. Do you know who Cyrano de Bergerac is? No, I could not say that if I tried to either. <laughs> Cyrano was this. Uh, it's a French story. I I think it's French. I assume it's French. Maybe maybe it's not. I'm pretty sure it's French. Um, who uh this guy who's very he's just an ugly guy but he's incredibly good at romantic conversation charming charismatic okay very charming very charismatic but very ugly so he can't like he he can't have he doesn't have a romantic relationship because nobody's interested in him in that way um but there's another guy who is the exact opposite like looks amazing cannot has no charm or charisma at all okay. so uh this guy this other guy is interested in a girl and hires cyrano to like hide in the bushes and whisper what to say to him <laughs> this is definitely an 18th century story <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah it's old, it's old. <laughs> you know they, there there was a steve martin movie that was there was a remake of not a remake of it, a, re- a reimagining of that story it wasn't even called Cyrano. I don't remember. What, oh, Roxanne. I think it was called Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, it was. He actually wrote it. So, yeah. But uh, in Roxanne, he has this gigantic nose. And I think that 
Cyrano actually had a, a huge nose as well. But anyway, uh, that's that's the gist of Cyrano. Th that's ex essentially what's happening here, except Matt is not a bad looking guy either. I would argue that John Hamm's a really handsome guy. But, yeah, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, but Matt is also married with at least one kid, and maybe living vicariously through Harry here. Oh, certainly. That's what I. That's what I took it as, especially later on. I didn't know if he was just like a paid service. Right. Within like when he goes downstairs, I'm like, oh no. I mean, maybe it is, but. Yep. Yep. Anyway, he coaches Harry through picking up this girl named Jennifer, uh, and the way that he does this is by freezing Jennifer out of the conversation yeah. like by completely ignoring her and focusing on Jennifer's friend. Uh, he says that usually works, but it didn't work with Jennifer because Jennifer was an outsider. So um, this is, this is such a gross machismo, like, I mean, I, I this is just an awful attitude to have i mean yeah well he's, you know, he's trying to read or he's trying to read people in this case the jennifer like well if, if we're trying to seduce jennifer yeah. uh okay the usual thing's not working plan b guys plan b yeah so. but, but the usual thing is i i think it's pretty gross it's, it's like, oh yeah i mean it, it's i mean seduction in a way like every form of picking someone up to a degree right is manipulation yeah. now to how to how manipulative it is kind of varies like obviously you go up to someone you talk to them like naturally i mean i don't think that's too that's not very manipulative not very manipulative but there might you know there might be a motive behind it this case is very manipulated i can't say that word but like yeah they're manipulating uh jennifer in this case at least trying to by talking yeah. to someone else this one's very yeah yeah, and it's and it's the 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 blonde girl. I don't even know her name. I can't remember. They did tell us, but I can't remember what her name was. She's just collateral damage. Like uh, this this is the person I feel bad for. It's like she's being used specifically as a tool to pick up the other one. I mean, yeah, I don't really feel bad for the blonde woman unless she like started like catching feelings or anything. But right, yeah. I guess. But if, but if that would work, just talking to them, then why not talk to Jennifer directly? So I I imagine well. I'm assuming that this is always perfectly working, but obviously it's not, but they saw it coming. But right. if he's conversating, I, I don't think it's any, no harm. This was clearly not just conversing though. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a lot of intent here. But but anyway, she Jennifer is seemingly an outsider. She actually just leaves. She yeah. she seemed to be very interested in what's going on at all. Uh who destroyed and, the conversation. <laughs> Right, right, and it turns out that Matt has others watching this. I love, I love so much how it cut, keeps cutting back and forth between uh, Matt, and then it goes to like Matt's story goes back to Joe and Matt, and then Joe's asking for more in the story, and Matt every time basically lies, and then yeah. you come back to the story to show that he's lied. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, because did he did he say it was only him? Yeah, he said it's only me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but there, there were like six or eight other eight guys. guys. Yeah, eight other guys. Eight other guys watching. One of them, by the way, I love when Black Mirror does this. They put little Easter eggs in uh, that connect to other episodes. One of them uh, is called, the, the username on one of them is I Am Waldo. Okay. 
I don't know if you've seen the Waldo moment, or is it the Waldo moment, or that Waldo moment? I'm not, I doesn't sound familiar. Is this like a Where's Waldo episode? And the, no, it's not Where's Waldo. Okay. Um, it's it's in this season. Actually, it's the previous episode, the Waldo moment. It's the episode immediately prior to White Christmas. Uh, it, it's it's a about a political race where. Uh, very interesting already. Fictional character ends up running for office. Okay. The fictional character, fictional character named Waldo. Okay. Where does Waldo anyway. runs for office? Yeah. So this is uh, this this person's username is I am Waldo, but that's just a, a nice little Easter egg. I don't think it means anything necessarily, but but uh, Harry does find Jennifer and and ends up bonding with her as an outsider because Harry is probably more of an outsider than he's letting on here uh until he recognizes that he has this common ground with jennifer so mm -hmm. but for example he he hears her uh he hears hears her swearing and so he's <laughs> i love that song. he's like <laughs> he speaks together about eight f-bombs in a row and that's like swear harry he she swore just... yeah yeah so there's nothing like a substance just basically swears yeah exactly uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no substance to the sentence at all. It's it's just f bomb after f bomb. But so we cut back to anything you want to say about this before we cut back to the hut? No, no. Okay. So Joe, uh, we're back in the hut now, and Joe says that he never noticed this clock before. Okay, I just want to point it out because it's going to be very significant later he never there's a clock it's it's got birds instead of numbers on the clock uh and he never noticed it before hmm. okay moving on uh back with harry and jennifer jennifer says that this will be her last christmas party and she confirms that she's leaving uh you know harry says oh you're leaving yes i yeah. am i've been planning it forever but you know what it's like you you, you know you have to do it but when it comes right down to it, it's, it's hard to work up the courage. And of course, Harry, under very understandably, assumes that she's talking about quitting her job. Yeah. Now, I mean, did you assume she was talking about of quitting? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, naturally. It's, I mean, that's, that's exactly what you would think. And uh, technically still correct. She was quitting her job. No, well, I guess so. <laughs> and Harry even, like, pushes her toward it, making that, yeah. that pool analogy right that uh jumping into a, a that cool water uh can't hurt you it's just a, a state change he calls it and it tells her to listen to the do it's you know she said as you got some saying do it and others saying you know, there's voices telling you to do it and others telling you not to do it and he says listen to the do it's oh man he said, cut it run cut and run get it over and done with and in retrospect this is so damning. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he dug his own grave here. He's like, he, yeah, yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, quite literally dug his own grave. It's like I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> it's like if you let's say you had to, you had to dig up, you're, you're trying to dig up your own well, start digging, and then you fall down in it and die. You dug your own grave. Like, I, that, that's the only yeah. cool I could think of. Like his intentions were completely different, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just all this is is, is just a, a gross miscommunication. Yeah, 
she she is talking about suicide he is talking about quitting her job and they both assume that the other knows exactly what they're talking about yeah well, have you ever had anything like to this de- no, i mean not to this degree but like a re- a really big uh miscommunication like mutually um i mean I, lots of little ones that I, that I just can't you know there's there's so minor that they're not even worth talking about i, don't, I can't think of anything specific yeah, i can't right. think of any either but i i mean but i i've more commonly observed it in other people where just you know two people come to me complaining about the other one and it's like you you know you're, you're really not far off here <laughs> you're, just not, you're just not communicating and not understanding what the other one's saying so you know it's it's so common miscommunications like this are, are, are common but this, this this is very very extreme yeah. do, do you think this is a mis- like i feel like some mis- miscommunications aren't even like any person's fault no, this just is by, just by pure circumstance this case i i'd actually probably blame jennifer if anyone would you if I had to blame someone to, for this, cover, I think I think for the most part, I'd put this blame free. If I if I had to give blame, like if like you can never, you know, I would put it more on Jennifer just because hers is not the expected outcome, right? If someone says that sentence, most people, like you and me, would also think, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he means leaving her job. Okay, I guess. So for that but, to be the assumption, but all the signs are are there. Listen, I never picked up on them until like the better end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you watch it again, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm sure if you watch I mean, it again, you can tell. What's interesting, you know, I, I'm watching this for the second time, but I, I didn't remember a lot of stuff. I vaguely remembered. I was like, I think she kills him, but I don't remember for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so so, it, but I was kind, I kind of had that in my mind. So I was watching f- for it the whole way, and like all the signs are there. Like she. She clearly is ready to check out. But having said that, uh, I think that, that Harry shares some of the blame here because he could very easily and should have asked her to elaborate on, wh- you know, wh- why don't you like this job? You know, what's wrong with this place? What's, what's wrong with the office? I, I don't, no, I disagree. Really? I, I, he could have. And that would be a completely normal response, but I don't think he that that's his onus too. And I think the way she laid it out makes it clearly sound like she's leaving her job. Yeah, I guess the way that he phrased it, you're leaving, and she says yes. Like, yeah, I guess the implication there is leaving the job, isn't it? Like, I I I really don't think Harry did that much wrong. He could have like specified more, but like him as like. It's not like you guys were specifying questions if you were confused or if you didn't weren't confident she was leaving her job, but it does sound a lot like she's just leaving her job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I definitely just hand this up to just like a mutual misunderstand, mis- you know, just misunderstanding, miscommunication here. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't really think it's. I don't really think it's Jennifer's fault. Like all that much. It's mostly just you so know, happen of circumstance. Is having what it is. having said all this. Uh, the miscommunication is not necessarily anybody's fault, but there's, like, J- I think Jennifer is to blame for killing Harry. Oh, 
<laughs> just are feeding him poison. That is not that was not consensual. I mean, kind of was. Like, I mean, not not at the end actually. I, I'll take it back. The first gulps were kind uh, not really actually. He didn't, I take it back. None more. <laughs> he, he didn't know it was poison. He didn't know it was poison. Yeah, uh, uh, that too actually. <laughs> That's actually a big yeah. part of it. You're right. He never knew. Yeah, it was it, like she killed him. Like, it was. That was straight straight murder. I mean, either way, straight murder. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's it's really it is it is interesting. What do you think of what what do you think about having somebody in your head communicating with you? About how to interact socially. I, I, I also want to rewind to the fact that she also brought a funnel when she killed him. Like, she, she was ready to put this poison down his gullet. <laughs> like, he brought, she brought a funnel. Anyway. Yeah, oh, sorry, what? She brought a funnel? I don't remember. Yeah, she brought a funnel. Oh, the, sec- the second time she makes him, like, gulp it down to finish it off, she, she like, has a funnel. Oh puts it in his mouth and then, like, just the... Yeah the rest of the drink in it because i thought it was a funnel maybe i have to look at another glass she i thought she, she did bring two glasses yeah i thought she had two glasses she did bring two glasses and maybe 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 it was just the other glass and i thought it was a funnel because oh. they don't show it actually getting poured like into his mouth so i just i thought it was a funnel but now that i think about it it could have been the other glass yeah so, sorry what was your question oh, well, what do you think about having somebody inside your head kind of coaching you through a social situation i couldn't do it ah no, th- so this would be, this would be funny for like some sort of joke or prank thing, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, like certain prank shows, like if they were telling me information, like, I'm trying to think, like, I wonder if I'm like, okay, I can name, mm, what, I don't know, what's something ridiculous that no one can do without the help of like Google? Name the capital of every country in the world? I can name the capital of any yeah country in the world, or any providence within that country the capital. Okay. Boom, do that. Easy peasy. Or is it something, something just so unbelievable? Or like here, I can tell you all these numbers and stuff. So I think though, I can't think of a good prank thing. Uh, but no, I wouldn't want someone in my ear or like in my head telling me stuff as I'm trying to like talk. I can't even talk if other people are like. I can't hear and talk. So. <laughs> that is difficult for sure. The, I, you know, what? yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there were was ever a point in my tough time in my life where this type of opportunity would have appealed to me. Um, oh, like oh, oh, are you asking me if I was in this exact like would I take this up this exact situation? Is that what uh, you're asking me? From, from Harry's perspective, yeah. No, I don't not, know. So not from Matt. It's like Matt. Oh, yeah, Matt's perspective. Yeah, not Matt. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about Harry. I'm not the man behind the, like, yeah. yeah. Harry's perspective? No, I wouldn't want that. I So I think there may have been a period of time in my life where I may have been just lonely enough to do it. <laughs> Fair enough, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, nah. I, it's sad, like, in, in retrospect, like, I, I've, God, that now thinking about it it just makes me like just my skin crawl but i think there probably was a period of time where i was like oh my gosh this is like i can't i can't do anything right <laughs> it's oh. so uh and uh i think i need some help so yeah let, let's try this yeah. so now the peeping tom part of it 
would not would never have appealed to me. No, yeah, no, that. Oh, yeah, I love that. That that's Matt lying again right there. Going. Yeah. So did, yeah. did you keep looking, uh, Matt? No, no. Of course, I didn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's of course after he, Harry goes home with Jennifer. Now, now uh, we should say the turning point of all of this. So this is this is a gripe I have for the end. Okay. That he's. We, we, well, we can talk about it at the end, but the fact that he's labeled a peeping Tom. Oh, okay. We'll go on. Okay. Well, yeah, well, let's talk about that at the end. But um, we should say that, that the uh, kind of the driving force behind Harry going home with Jennifer is that he she leaves the room and he starts having a conversation with these people in his head. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And she, she walks in on him and sees this, and it does not turn her off in any way. Instead of scaring her off, that's when she invites him back home. Immediately, yeah. I, I thought she was, like this was going to ruin it, right? Yeah. But no, no. Yeah. So now, come to find out, she's got her own voices in her head that are not eye-linked in. These are, like, you know, inner demons or... or... Oh, so, no, but here's the thing, right? What if she left her... Um... I LinkedIn thing open in some way, or like someone knows her code, so someone did just I link into her and just have been messing with her for years now, just talking in her head like Jennifer. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know all of how the I link technology works. But no, no, it's probably not. But it's probably most definitely she has some sort of like schizophrenia or something. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the. When she invites him back to her house, Harry basically tells all these people in his head that he doesn't want them to watch. But the problem is that's hypocritical because he's been a watcher before. So this clues us in that this is I was unsure kind of up to this point, really, whether Harry knew that there was more than just Matt watching. Yeah. And now we know not only does he know that these other people are watching, but on other occasions with other people, he has been one of these other people watching. She has been on the other foot before. <laughs> yeah. So that that's pretty interesting. But Harry doesn't want them to watch this, but they're going to anyway because yeah. So they do. And, and this is where my gripe is for the peeping Tom thing. Yeah. Case of, I feel like especially if if if, if he's well actually. Nope, I, I reverse it all back. Take it all back. I was gonna say I was gonna say, should he really get labeled as a peeping tom because uh Harry doesn't want him to see. Though Harry must have known going into it that he's going to see. Even though now he he doesn't want him to, he knew going into it it would happen. Yeah, but it's not about Harry, it's about Jennifer. Yeah, so I was saying, yeah, yeah, I was saying, then though, Jennifer has no clue about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I was gonna say, wait, never mind. No fives at all, so never mind, doesn't matter. No, he's definitely a peeping tom. Yeah, he's a peeping tom. I take that back. <laughs> I take it all back. I, I not thought about Jennifer's perspective. I was I was too in the weeds about Matt or not Matt. Oh, Matt and uh, what's a uh, Harry? I was too much in the weeds on Harry. Stop thinking yeah. about Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I bet Matt wishes that he didn't look in on this because Jennifer force feeds him a drink and tells him that she hears voices too, and it's time for both of them to silence them. And she quotes back at him, it's just a transition. Yeah. And going back to 
uh, Joe and Matt, Joe, this is where Joe asked, did you watch like what happened to him? Oh, no, he, he was dead. They were, they were both dead. And did you watch it? No, 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 no. But saw it on the news. Yeah. Saw it on the news. But when we see the flashback, he, once he realizes what's going on, he like pulls the plug on the whole thing and tells everyone to wipe and destroy everything. And while he's doing that, he's in the process of taking a whole bunch of trash out, uh, outside. He steps on baby toys. He wakes up his wife, uh, Claire, uh, and she finds out that she, and, and she's just had enough and she blocks him. And this is where we first learn about blocking. And when someone blocks another person, they can no longer hear or see each other. They just are this kind of blurry blob of inaudible noises. Have you, have you ever seen the Peanuts? Like with oh, Charlie yeah, Brown oh, and stuff? Yeah, like Charlie Brown and Snoopy, yeah, yeah. Do you know the parents sound in the Peanuts? Yeah. Like, yeah, wah, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I wish they did that with the voices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and this is this concept of blocking, which is going to become quite important later in the story, like, is so, I mean, it's really extreme. It's very extreme, very easy, yes. Yeah, right, very easy. It's just like you push a button and the person's blocked. And they were told that they all have these special devices in their eyes, so you can't avoid it. If someone wants to block you, they just block you. But man, it is. I wonder if there's a way you can do what's like like a silent block. So like it's like one way. So oh. Like only you don't see them, but they can still see you. Because basically, if you can, if you can only block, then they know you've blocked them, and that might make it more awkward, right? Well, I, th- I mean, I think the point is, like, when you're blocked it's beyond awkward like there's yeah but like i feel like i feel like if i had this power i might want to block people but not want them to know i blocked them because then they'll like be like what that guy's blocked me i mean i guess but i feel like they're gonna know that you blocked them anyway when you're bonding to them like here look for example for example i I'll, i'll give you a perfect example here Someone's obnoxiously on their phone in public, right? Yeah. Really don't want to hear this, right? Mm-hmm. So, what I do? Because this is just a person. I don't really need, I, like, I'm not going to really know them. And maybe, maybe I can unblock them later off my list, but I just go, okay. Blocked. I had to block them. Now I don't have to hear them talking in public. Mm. Or, or at least some sort of mute button. But if there's no mute, I block them. Then I don't have to, don't have to hear it. Hmm. Okay. No harm, and it's, but if he sees that I block me, he'll be on his phone and he'll look over and he'll just see me like go away. He'll know I I blocked him, and that'll kind of make like I probably make him feel bad. I don't want him to feel bad, right? I'm Why not trying to I'm not trying to hurt his feelings here. I just don't want to hear him. Huh? I don't know. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about that. You know? <laughs> I think I think that makes it too easy to use this. Oh, certainly. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying if it's going to be easy to use, might as well have like a... As it is. But... That's what I'm saying. If it's going to be easy to use, might as, well, might as well give me like some more controllability in my blocking. 
You know what the you know what I think the the harshest thing about this punishment is, and this, we talk about this with Black Mirror sometimes about there's this theme of does the punishment fit the crime uh-huh. and i think the harshest thing about this punishment is that there is no opportunity for reconciliation no at least not with the person directly you could try to get like someone like an intermediate between the two of you but yeah yeah, yeah. but like you can't you can't plead your case directly. i i was thinking of this on a how much you must if this existed because you you have said before you think people like walking out or giving up on an argument yeah part way through it is yeah. like very disrespectful right mm-hmm. very you know brings big sadness to mr sal so i can yeah. only imagine the anger you would have if someone just blocked you for like a day that like, oh, that's it. I, i'm blocking you for the day that's it <laughs> Oh man, I, I mean the fuming rage. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it would be rage or despair. It depends on who blocks me, I guess. Yeah, for what reasons? Oh, yeah, it's just a lot of factors matter into it, but the emotions would run high, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's you're right. I do always say you know, try you you. I really try to avoid uh, going to sleep or leaving someone when the, when an argument hasn't been resolved, and it's it's really it's really important to me because I, I want, I want to make sure that if something happens in between now and the next time I talk to the person, we've at least attempted to reconcile, Yeah, you know, and, and that reconciliation is, is so, is so important to who we are as people. I mean, this is so dehumanizing. If, if we, if we can't ask for forgiveness and be forgiven, then we'll all be blocked by everyone eventually. Wait, what? If we can't ask for forgiveness and be forgiven, or do forget, or, or or forgive other people. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's an extreme you just said there. But then, eventually, in the long run, we're probably all blocked by everybody. I mean, yeah, but that's like that's like saying if we can't see. We're all gonna walk into a train eventually. <laughs> no, not really. That's, that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> we all can't see them. There are no trains. <laughs> but I don't. I don't think. I don't think if this technology existed, we'd all start blocking each other. And I don't think people would stop like trying to get forgiveness for each other from each other. Like we saw other couples and stuff while this technology was around. Mm. That's that's right. We did. We didn't. We didn't see. Did we see anybody unblocked? What do you mean? Oh, did we see someone unblocking someone? We. I don't think. No, we, we didn't. We didn't. That's true. But this is the story of two people. Um. Yeah. Like it's it's like it, it it's two people. Yeah. So we don't. It, it, I think we see technically because Matt's wife blocks him for the day, unblocks him, and then he gets blocked again. No, he's he's blocked because he t- he talks later uh, about he's permanently blocked. Okay, so there was no daughter, his daughter Mel, and how uh, the, when when somebody blocks you, it applies to offspring as well. Yeah, and how he can't see his daughter anymore. Okay, yes, you're right. I I don't know if he unblocked her. Well, he did he did talk about the he did talk. I know that he talked about the feeling of being blocked for like just an hour. It's terrible. So. Yeah. This, this has been used as, like, a punishment before. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I don't want to talk to you right now. But it's an interesting it, cool-down device. 
So, yeah, so cooldown device is an, is, is an interesting way to put it. You know, it's a forever cooldown device. Yeah, I, I feel like it makes forgiveness so much less common than it is now. I see what you mean, because yeah, you, you can just choose not to deal with them. Yeah. At least much easier. I mean, they still exist physically in the world. It can throw flower pots and whatnot around. But... Right, right. Yes, but but it really does... It does uh, hamper the... That's not the word I want to use. Uh, cripple? No, again, not the word I want to use. Uh, Damage. It, it, it damages people's ability to ask for forgiveness and be forgiven and do forgiving. Yes. Uh, so th- this this punishment uh, is one, is something that I hope never exists. I'm trying to think now. And what, what what if um the same exact way it works, but you can only do it to one person at a time, and you can only for for the whole year you get two hours of use of it. Hmm. So it's, it's a true cooldown device, oh. and I say that's a big deal too. Of like, hey, I'm blocking you, and I only get two hours of this a year, so this is a big deal. I mean, I, I suppose, but then what do you do later when you've already used your two hours? Maybe you ran out. Maybe maybe you could uh, apply for more. I don't I don't know if you passed that. Yeah. Then he just stops. I mean, Michelle, I thought of something though, completely yeah. different. So, like, if I wanted to get someone's attention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I could try to wave or I could do something, but you know what I could do? I could block and unblock them over and over again. Huh. <laughs> that way they keep seeing me peer in and out of existence, and they're like, I'm not blocking that person. Oh, huh, wait, what's going on over there? <laughs> so, like, Harry walks up to Jennifer and just starts blocking her and unblocking her instead of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. And Jennifer's like, huh? <laughs> I mean, that is, that, I mean, I, I thought that more as a joke with a friend or like it's someone else's attention. But doing that, to, I don't know if that. Be, I feel like that's, I don't know how creepy that is to do that to a stranger. You're kind of like, yeah, that that would be interesting. That'd be. I think that'd be pretty risky. I mean, yeah, that's a risky maneuver. That's yeah. borderline. That, that, that's borderline creepy. It's like um, you've never watched How I Met Your Mother, right? No. Okay, so. I think it was How I Met Your Mother. Was it How I Met Your Mother? Naked Man? Was that? I think that was How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> but at any rate, it, there was a sitcom. I think it was How I Met Your Mother where they talked about a strategy when you go back to someone's place, they they go to the bathroom or they, they, go, they leave the room and when they come back, you're naked. So... There are no pretenses. It's just this is this is either happening or not, and and I can't remember what the ratio was, but it was like two times, two out of three times, it works out in your favor, and the other time it doesn't. Uh, but how much of the time it doesn't work out in your favor? It's not. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like, because because I feel like. If, if blocking like this was a real deal, I feel like there would be a, like I feel like 
if blocking someone in and out, in and out, like blocking them in and out is like a private way of trying to get their attention. And I wonder if that would become like a, I'm interested, or if that's just like, if that's a friend, like, hey, come talk to me. Or like, so you could do that, I think, pretty secretively, I feel like, blocking and unblocking someone. Yeah, you, you might be right. Covert way of getting someone's attention. You could do Morse code with your blocks. Oh my god. Military. <laughs> Standing by. Even though you could probably communicate through the devices, maybe they might transceive it. So. The more we talk about this, the more I think that there must have been and must be some sort of regulation on this stuff. Like, you have to have uh, some sort of connection with someone in order to block them. Well, why is that? Otherwise, like, there are people who are very antisocial who just go around blocking everybody. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. All right, yeah. So let's say, we want to see the world from two people's perspectives. And, and I mean, listen, maybe if you're antisocial, I don't think, like, here's the thing, though. I wouldn't want to go around blocking everyone because I know everyone's looking at me mm-hmm. because I'm blocked and they're going to wonder why they're blocked. Oh. Almost a super commonplace, right? Right, and and with blocking being used as a punishment, like a, a for a crime, you don't want people to think that you're a criminal. Well, yeah, not even for a crime. I feel like if it's for a crime, you turn red. Oh, that's right. So I don't think even think it's for a crime. I think just in general, they'd be like, "Why that person? Why am I blocked? Who is that person? What's what's going on there?" And then people just look at me, and then also because like you can't hear their voices and if they're talking and if they look at my direction i would just assume they're talking about me like i now i'm paranoid i basically become a paranoid person if i had everyone blocked <laughs> like what are they talking about me for because they can talk openly about me I, they, they know i can't like you know how funny that would be mr south that's something genius i could be like with some friends block someone say a funny joke say something funny unblock them and then they don't then they missed out on the joke they don't know what i said they'll think i made a joke about them I could block them, go, guys, laugh, pretend like I said a hysterical joke, then <laughs> unblock them, and then everyone's laughing, go, like, what did you say? I'm like, blocked you. You can't consider it. Oh, man. I really hope this technology never exists. Dude, the more I think about it, the more fun this technology sounds. Huh, we're going in <laughs> directions here. <laughs> uh, that's nothing new. Anyway. Uh... No, I wouldn't want the technology. Real time. I don't, don't want the technology. Okay, good. Some funny times to be had. Maybe for like a week. <laughs> also, that's enough time for me to like iron out all the fun stuff. Month. One month. Okay. So Joe thinks that this is Matt's job. This, you know, picking up people in bars and whatnot. But Matt, that is not Matt's job. Now Matt's going to tell us about his job. Yes. So, uh, which is extremely interesting. <laughs> Very interesting job. And this is this is the really strong connection to USS Callister. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we we hear lots of voiceover uh, in this appears to be a, uh, maybe a pre-op room. I think it's a pre-op room. It uh, looks like a pre-operation room. Yeah. Uh, and this is this character's name is Greta. And we hear lots of her voiceover, a lot of anxiety that she's having before an operation. She's, she says something about, uh, is, is, was there something that she hears on the TV and she's like, she changed the channel. She's like, I don't, I, you know, now I'm going to have that. Now, now, now that's going to be part of it. You know, she, the, the person brings the toast in and it's a little more well done than she likes. 
and she says it's fine but then she thinks about it a little bit and she's like no no i need to make sure that it knows how i like my toast it's a little overdone you know uh and and so it's it's all very strange but but we're kind of hearing it from her point of view uh through these voiceovers and what the operation she's about to go through is called a cookie extraction so I have to say, I kept calling them, like, I called it an egg at first, until we learned it's called a cookie. Yeah. And I like egg more than cookie. I do too. It looks so, like an egg. It looks like an egg. I don't know why they decided to call it a cookie. Well, uh, I think the actual device that's implanted more resembles a cookie. Okay. But then it goes into the egg. Yeah, and then, put, yeah, and then it gets put into the egg, exactly. Which, ridiculous, they call it a cookie still. Well, I mean, I Maybe prefer... They don't. I prefer cookies to eggs, so. Scrambled eggs are really good. All I'm saying is, after a few cookies, I get pretty sick of them pretty quick. After eggs. a few cookies, I'm pretty sick of them. Eggs? Oh, we eggs, like, forever. I could live off eggs. <laughs> okay. Eggs are really good. <laughs> eggs are good. I, I'll, I'll grant you that. But, at any rate, this cookie extraction happens, and it seems like she's conscious the whole time. Yeah, the way that they filmed this, like it, it, it seems like she knows what's going on. She's kind of outside herself, looking down on herself, uh, and you, you kind of wonder if she died because that's kind of the way death is portrayed sometimes in surgeries. Mm-hmm. Uh, death is portrayed that way in film and television, not you know, real life. That's not what we're talking about, but. Um, Matt explains to the cookie. So the cookie's been extracted, and the next thing we get is Matt explaining to this cookie how she is a copy and that real Greta is paying for this. I, I love the line where the cookie says, How could you do this to me? And Matt says, I didn't do this to you. You did this to you. I, so here's my biggest gripe. Okay. I feel like. So does the cookie have all the same memories as Greta? Only for the one week that it's implanted. Exactly, right? But so it knows Greta's age, and it knows who she is, knows the name, you know, so it knows, it knows enough. Wouldn't the cookie know what Greta wanted to do, which is make a cookie? Yeah, oh, you, oh, you, you might, yes. So, so, so the, the, the reason I confuse is like, I understand if the cookie still doesn't want to be a cookie. It's like, oh, I, why am I a cookie, right? I'm Greta. I'm fine with that. But the cookie having to be explained that it's a copy and everything made did not make sense to me because if you went to Greta and be like, you're actually a cookie, Greta would be like, oh, wait, I don't want to be a cookie. Like she would, she would understand everything, kind of. Maybe be in disbelief a bit, but she would know exactly what's going on, which is not like being a cookie. Huh. Is that, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Especially, especially if it at first it's like okay does it not have the same memories just the same personality but no it has the same memories it knows how like the toast done it knows her age it knows like everything so yeah. so surely it must know what Greta wants I mean it knows everything else Greta wants why doesn't it know that Greta wanted a cookie hmm. I fully understand it not wanting to be a cookie that's fine I'm not doing that because I don't think real Greta if you put real Greta in the same shoes real Greta would not want to be the cookie either just right I felt like it should have better understood what a cookie was. Okay. 
But that's a small thing. This is like a small minor thing that I could like rest aside. But... Here's here's my counter to that. That I'll, I'll throw this out there and maybe this helps, maybe it doesn't. But the way I kind of have thought about that is that Greta doesn't know all that is involved in having a cookie. You know, she thinks it's like having Alexa. Oh, I see what you mean. Like it just kind of learns what you like, and then you put it there, and yeah. it just does the work. And you does don't it, ever, you don't ever it, interface with it. It's not like an actual copy of you. It just knows what you like and dislike. Right. She doesn't know that it's a consciousness in there. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. That 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 would be a good explanation. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. That. I, yeah. Oh yeah. I I with that. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So, and she's not in the room when Matt is. It seems like he's hiding the fact from her. Yeah. I, I, I actually I totally buy that that she just Greta is just completely unawares yeah. as to how like you know and I, I would be the same way of like okay I understand this AI that learns what I like and dislike for a week and then pop it in there into the, the cookie yeah. the egg the cookie and the egg whatever you want to call it and boom does everything I like gives me that perfect toast does all my scheduling yep beautiful I buy that completely. That's yeah, that's a good explanation. Yes. Yeah. Good. Cool. Very nice. So anyway, uh, the cookie, it turns out, uh, like I said, was implanted for a week to absorb how her mind works. And Matt, the cookie is very confused. So Matt gives the cookie the simulated body and asks the cookie how he likes her toast and says, push a button. Well, this is like, the same exact thing as what happens in USS. Which button do I push? It doesn't matter. It's, 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 what does he say? It's, most, it's mostly symbolic anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she pushes a button and makes this toast and it's perfect. And he tells her that she's going to be in charge of the house. She, you know, make the toast, clean the stuff, you know, set the schedule, whatever, turn the lights on, set, set the music for whatever is desired and all this stuff. And she hates this. She screams and he mutes her. So the, this is the first display of, of ultimate power over her. And he tells her it'll be easier if you comply, but she will not. And he asks her if she'd prefer to do nothing. And by nothing, it's not nothing like we would do. It's literally nothing. Yeah. I not even sleep. Like I I was thinking about this a lot of like, how would that feel? Just like you have this desk, that's it, you can't feel like I mean you can't sleep. I don't know if you can feel pain or anything. Yeah. But just like a consciousness sitting there. And you feel time go by. Right. And not the way that Matt is feeling time go by. He sets this time adjustment for three weeks, but it takes only like, I don't know, what, four or five seconds? Yeah, like, I think like a minute. Nothing. No time at all. He's sitting there. Yeah. He takes a bite of toast during this period of time that's meant to simulate three weeks for the cookie. Mm -hmm. Right. And that that's a lot that's that's too much for her she begs him not to do that again because there's there's literally nothing not even sleep but she still refuses to go to work so he's he's he jumps it way up not another three weeks 
He does six months of nothing. Yeah, does, does he even get, let her get another rebuttal? Just goes fine. Six months. <laughs> and again, he takes like another bite or two of toast. In this time, and he tells back in in the hut, he tells Joe that the key was to try to break them without letting them snap completely. So his job is breaking these cookies. Pretty good at it. I, it's it's incredible. Like it's 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 completely. Like he has to have, in order for him to do this, I imagine he has to have the moral flexibility to assume that this is not actually a consciousness. Exactly. I, I can understand someone going to this end. Now, I think this is super immoral. I do. So, I can, so you can understand going to this end, even though you're having a conversation with this consciousness? Listen, no, I, I understand the argument he's saying. Mm-hmm. I disagree with it. All right. I think it's immoral, but I understand the concept of it's true. It is just code. Okay. Like he could, in theory, go in and edit the code, like whatever, whatever is simulating it. You could literally change it, right? It might completely break her, but he could change it. And did he kill her? Uh. I mean, like, 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 is she? Can she vote? Can she? Um. Like. I can't go in your brain and edit your brain around. No. I mean, actually, maybe I could if I had right enough surgery, but... You, you, like, I... She's not a person, but she's... Con- like, I, like I said, I think it's immoral, but mm-hmm. I can... I mean, I think it's like, the argument is clear to why, and I, they even talk about it a bit, about, you know, Joe thinks that that's immoral, right? But Matt says she's just a bunch of code. Which is... Uh, that conversation, by the way, is super interesting, yeah. in retrospect. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because because Matt knows that he's talking to a cookie when he's talking to Joe. So right that right there, they put a cookie on the real life Joe. Wouldn't mm-hmm. he have known that they were I guess you know if so you explained to me I understand the lady didn't know, but I feel like Joe would know what happened if they put a cookie on him. But maybe not, maybe he thinks it's an AI that's gonna try to read his mind. Right. Just because his cookie doesn't realize it's a cookie. Right. But again, like they, they don't have to tell him what they're implanting in him. And even if they do, you know, all they have to say is, you know, we're we're gonna we're going to yeah, we're gonna put this device on that's going to uh you know make it so we know what you're thinking or whatever. Like it, they they could totally lie to him and and just they and don't. Here's here's the okay, one last thing here. So, um, it's been about five years. If it's felt like for um, for Joe. And he has a distant memory of what happened to him, but he doesn't realize he doesn't remember the in between. Why? A distant memory. Like, he remembers being in the cell. Yeah. But he doesn't really remember how he got here, and he doesn't question it, despite being there. For what, for him, it's supposed to felt like five years. Um, I'm not sure I follow you here. Like, like he, he comes out of his room okay. in the very beginning when Joe comes out. Oh, sorry, did I say Matt or Joe? Least, uh, I think Joe. Oh, okay. Joe comes out of his room, and it seems like 
he he isn't question is he really questioning why he's there? Yeah, oh yeah, he was he was very questioning of why he was there. You know, he said, you know, is, is this it, work or is it, I'm trying, is it a job or a jail? So I think he was being very literal there because he knows that he actually is in jail. Okay. 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 I'm I'm kind of dubious about the fact that these cookies don't seem self-aware enough, or at least have the idea that they might be a cookie. Because I feel like this would be maybe I, maybe it's like a hidden knowledge for me. Like, I understand Greta not knowing because maybe she's in the inner workings. Yeah. Even Joe, the I mean. Maybe people, I, yeah, maybe people don't, don't know the inner workings of a cookie. They don't yeah, know what's actually. I don't, I don't think that most people have that level of knowledge of what the cookie does or, okay. or what it is. I think they, sense sense again. they don't know how it works. Just in, in the same way that, you know, if I had, if I have Alexa in my house, I don't know how she does what she does. Hell, I'm well, calling. Don't you, know, don't you know how Alexa works? I. I don't know that there's not a consciousness in there. Well, no, Mr. Sal is just a nice lady at the other end. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your Thanks. own personal nice. Yeah, she's just. Thanks for explaining that. That was nice of you. No problem. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Back up. My, my mind is back on track now. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Makes this makes sense. Fan but, but yeah, the morality behind this, in terms of. Well, first, yeah, f finish up, you know, she, her, her breakening. Oh yeah, her breaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now she she gives she finally gives in after these six months and and begs for something to do, even if it is basically slavery. It's a, the, he says, "You ready to go to work?" And she she agrees. She's going to go to work. Uh, and Matt tells Greta, live Greta, that it's all set up. I'm ready to go. And that's all she knows about it. She, she just knows that Matt set it up. And it's ready to go. It could. It's. It's like, you know, the cable person comes in and installs your modem. Like, that's it. The end. But he. Uh, he then goes on to hit on her with the horse story that. Yes. Told. Yeah, and we know this story. The the, the guy riding the horse naked, right? That's so good. Uh, a little touch. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, and then Matt and and Joe have this conversation about. Uh, how Joe thinks that this is this is slavery. Matt is surprised to hear that because most people don't have that kind of empathy. Most people just think it's code and that's the end. Uh, and we know, of course, that Joe is a cookie who is now talking about the questionable morals of using a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Matt comments to Joe that he's a good man. Joe disagrees. Which reminded me a lot of us of seen in the leftovers toward the end of season one, where Matt says basically that same thing to Kevin, and Kevin has a very similar reaction to Joe. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna take a pause before we leave the whole egg thing. Yep. Oh, at least at least this lady in the egg. So what really I guess shows to me how Matt feels about the whole egg, uh, people stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you know they're not a real person. Yep. Is you could very simply like give this egg the ability to have like at least some fun, like something to do. Right? Yeah. Something to do that's not just this, and then just waver the same threat that you did before of but make sure you always do your work. If you don't do your work, I'll make you wait like another six months of nothingness. 
Yeah. And then she'll do, you know, she'll do her work. Or, like, she, he didn't have to threaten it. Just just literally, like, leave a button and tell the real lady, hey, if if your thing isn't ever working properly, just say it out loud. Like, uh, like hold the button, say it, and then let go. And then it should reset it and it should work properly. But in the reality, what it's doing is, like, it's it's a, like a microphone. Egg Greta hears it. And then Egg Greta, and then when she lets go of the button, it makes her wait, like, six months in isolation. And then she's like, now she knows what she did wrong. Yeah. And now she won't make that mistake again because she doesn't want to face isolation again. And then, but, but you can still give her enjoyment. I understand. That. I mean, you're giving her punishment as well. And it's a ton of punishment. The lady giving her the punishment doesn't know she's giving her a punishment. Right. Like, that, that would still be, like, way more moral than this. Even that's not even moral. But, like, there's so many, like, things you could do. Yeah. I mean, how do we know? How do we know we're not doing that when, you know, one of our devices doesn't work and somebody says, well, you got to just restart it. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe the restarting it is killing the consciousness and, and getting anyone. Yeah, that's yeah, killing the consciousness. Yeah, straight killing it. Not even a six month wait. No, that is. That's there, there's a lot of like, in fact, I'm surprised they don't have a button on it. Just that way, um, Greta can like teacher because i mean i understand they're the same mind but like won't they eventually diverge like 20 years down the line it does seem that way so like i feel like either you know matt's gotta come back in and tinker her or let's go yeah just you can talk to it uh there listen if, if they're benevolent they, they have it you know hit this button and talk to it if it doesn't work though after like one try hit the other button and then it should work if they don't really care and they want to make it easier for the user, you just go, yeah, just just press the button, say your thing, and then it should be good. And every time she presses the button, make her wait, like, another, like, six months. Oh, my God. Which is super torturous. Right. <laughs> just oh. because you had to tell her something, but yeah. They definitely could make it, like, even as it stands. It could have made the product better, I feel like. Okay. So they, should, but- they should have a six-month button there. Not but, necessarily the morality sense. I think they should. Have, they could have made it a little bit more moral. But even if you don't care about the morality at all, could have made it better. So if we throw a button on it. Ah, but if it puts people out of work. Matt's out of a job if he doesn't have to come and program. All right. right. Just saying. We, you and I talk about efficiency all the time. Okay, just if I'm always the inventor, I'm surprised they didn't throw that on there. Yeah, I guess. But again, even the company generally, you think they would have thought of that? Maybe they did. Didn't work out. Hit the button too much broke the broke the poor. Actually, you're right. Maybe they would hit the button too often, trying to like teach it a ton of new things, and then break the little being inside. Right, because remember, he, his goal was to break them without snapping them. You're right. Actually, they'd probably snap it. Yeah. yeah. Imagine waiting six months, then you're good for like four days, and then like, oh, by the way, I don't want my bed made that way anymore. Press the button. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah, that is a living nightmare. It's yeah, I take it back. I take it back. Maybe you shouldn't give the use the ability to hit the button. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad you've made that moral uh, decision. Not for a moral reason, just because they, like, snap it. Yeah, they break it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get all kinds of, like, lawsuits and everything else. You don't want no, that. No, not even a lawsuit. It would just be, like... People just stop buying the product. Yeah, then you gotta go, well, yeah, just not a good product then. Yep. Good point. So, Matt, th- at this point, there's, I think, there's a noticeable turn in Matt here. 
he's done talking about himself and he wants to hear Joe's story now. He does. I did not notice like anything like dangerous about like his shift. I, I could tell from the beginning he wanted to talk to man. Like he was like, he, ah, come on, let's have some chit chat. Five years and we barely talk. Like he, you know, he really wanted to talk. So I, was, I just thought he was like a social creature. He just wanted to, you know, conversate. He wants to, he, and he's just curious about him. I did not. Okay. I don't understand the implications. I definitely think he he starts getting pushier here. Now, now I was looking for it, so so that could be why I noticed it. But he's definitely getting pushier here, and this is starting to sound more like an interrogation than a conversation. But he does, you know, he 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 even kind of coaxes him by saying it's just us here, you know. Now he's already lied to Joe several times about the it's just us here thing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just him and Harry. It was him and Harry and eight other people. You know, he it wasn't just Harry and Jennifer when they went back to the apartment. <laughs> Matt and the eight other people stayed with him. You know, it wasn't, uh, he didn't just find out about it on the news. He watched the whole thing. So it's it's really hard for us to believe it's just us here. But we've we've already been introduced to the idea that, Matt incorporates a lot of people into his viewing uh, situations. Anyway, her uh, what Joe says is her dad never liked me. That's that's his starting point. And then we get to see Joe's story. You know, he starts with him picking up Bethany at her father's house, and everything outside. Everything's white. I mean, it is white <laughs> i mean it looks like the inside. it looks like outside right now yes oh yeah yeah I, I mean it looks like the inside of a snow globe everything is covered in white every branch of every tree ever like it doesn't even look real how do you every, feel how do you feel about a white christmas i don't need snow ever right. um, although i i do like if there is a time when snow brings me any pleasure it's christmas eve and christmas day <laughs> i liked it like a few weeks ago when it was just like a small like a small nice looking bit of snow it's like an uh-huh. inch or two that's it if it doesn't get in my way then that's fine <laughs> yeah that, that, that's a good way yep. mm-hmm. yeah oh that's... when the ice is over i gotta let go yeah if it doesn't impede my driving or force me to shovel or snow blow then i then it's fine it could <laughs> otherwise i have no use for it yeah yeah, so he. Uh, I don't have eye photo written here. Oh, because he took a photo with his eye right outside the house. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. You got it. No problem. So he he takes. I, th- I think it's the photo that's hanging on his mirror in the hut. Oh yeah, I can't. I, I didn't. I didn't really notice the photo in the hut. Okay. Uh, my first viewing of this, cause yeah, I just well, they they, they go to karaoke night, and I don't know if this is the same day or if this is a different day. This seems like it's a little further along in the future, but that they go to karaoke night, uh, and Joe gets very drunk. Beth seems embarrassed of him. She seems like she's not having a good time, not nearly the good time that he's having. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and that's only the first 
strike. The, the, the next scene is this dinner party that they're having with their friends, their friends, uh, Tim and I think it's Gita. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. It's G-I-T-A. I think it's Gita. Anyway, uh, Beth looks absolutely miserable at this dinner party. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess our assumption here, at least mine, was she's miserable because she can't stand Joe. She, and she's starting to, that relationship's starting to deteriorate. Did you pick that up or no? Yeah, I, I just thought the relationship was uh, coming to its end. <laughs> right. And, and it's only very much later <laughs> that we find out that there was more to it than that, because that seems like there's plenty of evidence to back it up in the coming scenes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Beth goes to bed, Joe's cleaning up and finds a pregnancy test in the trash. It's positive. Uh, he goes and talks to Beth about it, and he's, he's very excited. Beth is anything but excited. She doesn't want it. Uh, she wants to have an abortion. I think that's the implication, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she says as much, but she never says it. But she just says she doesn't want the baby. She's already made right. up her mind. Right. So. Right. She right. She says she's made up her mind, and he says, "Well, I haven't." And he gives her a hard time for getting drunk, and calls her a bad name who would who would kill a kid. So I mean, I don't want to get into. A debate about this particular topic yeah but i think we can probably both agree that joe is being kind of a jerk about it joe's being a jerk uh i mean they're I, they're both being jerks though in their own yeah. way like she i well she's pregnant with someone else's kid so she's, she's pregnant with someone else's kid but even if it was someone else's kid obviously yeah. like this is the first joe's hearing about it and it's, it's also you know in the same way, when she found out, it was, it was a momentous occasion for her, for for her, for a bad case. But for Joe, Joe's having the same, time, like, profound experience she did, but for him, it, it's, I guess, more of a positive one. It's just, you know, he's, he's, he's in a, his emotions are definitely running high right now, especially knowing that, like, she hid it from him, and, like, you know. Yeah. It, 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 I think both did a pretty bad job at the situation. I don't think anyone did the right move here. Right. No, I, I, I would agree with that. And I would also uh, like to point out that this is not Joe's kid. And I think that does make a difference. Oh, that's certainly that. Oh, that makes it worse. Yeah. But even if it is Joe's kid. Well, even if it is Joe's kid, then I, I, okay. Before, before I go too far down that road, uh, I, just, I the reason I'm saying this is not Joe's kid is because I don't want, I don't want Beth to be perceived as totally innocent here like no oh no she's so yeah she, like she she's pregnant with someone else's kid and she's yeah. not telling them that. yeah that is uh, that, that yeah so even if, no matter how you feel about the, the, her her rights versus his in terms of having the baby like she did cheat on him she's got somebody else's kid and she's lying to him now yeah. so like nobody's definitely yeah. bad right there yeah. <laughs> uh, and whoever you think's in the wrong here that's fine i think they're both even even if it was um uh Joe's kid. I think they're still both in the wrong, just in terms of um, in their attitude towards it, right? Yeah. They're they're both you know, very argumentative. She clams up, you know, and I mean she's the one that initiates the block, right? Like that's you know, so, and, and, and Joe's very hostile about it, right? He's very he 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 he's a big aggressor in this case. Yeah. So it's, it's like I think they both handled it 
so pretty poorly. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about the block, I think, is, is too severe a punishment. And pretty much this, every... This is what it me- exactly made me think of you in the case of, like, when yeah. when Joe gets blocked, and he just starts getting so angry. You just see him like pick up the flower pot and throw it. I'm like, I wonder if this one was just hell with you. He got blocked, <laughs> like just, just <laughs> like a raging Hulk in anger. It's possible. <laughs> it is possible, but I I I don't I I like to think that I would not throw a pot, <laughs> but you know. But the, so here's here's what my problem and a good illustration of my problem with the block. Like it makes it too easy to not communicate yeah to get out of a situation you, you can just you can just cut and run like that the end okay which now in this situation it did seem like joe was bordering on violence and so i, I can sympathize with beth for wanting to escape the situation the problem is the block is not only cruel but also ineffective because was a, yeah it doesn't stop violence no, exactly. Joe is still right there. And if the, he's going to be violent, he's going to be violent with or without the block. And in fact, the block might make him more likely to be violent. Mm-hmm. So I, so I, I hate the block so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think there's the baddies of the block here. Yeah. There's the baddies of the block. Yeah. And, but she does say, you know, that they'll talk about it in the morning, but the, she doesn't. She leaves the next morning. <laughs> yeah. And 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 this is what I mean by the block eliminates the opportunity for reconciliation because I think Joe has legitimately realized that he was a jerk. And, he does. And, he does. I think now I, I, after after the night where Joe, yeah, I mean, he completely did wrong things there. The next day, he seems to be like you know head on straight. He's willing to um, not just you know make it a screaming match, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get his chance. Right. There's, there's not an opportunity there. And I guess, you know, I, I don't know how, uh, you know, written paper works with the block, but I, th- I mean, it's, I assume that. Oh, you're right. Yeah. What if Joe just wrote on a piece of paper and showed it to Beth? Okay. Right. It seems but, like it works because Joe tried mailing letters to Beth. Yeah, that's true. He did. And then the father intercepted them and never showed them to Beth. And, you know, Beth could just as easily, if she's, I mean, she's got a block, she could just rip up the paper too or not read the paper. So I, I, I do think that there is a, a significant element of the elimination of the opportunity for reconciliation when you use this block. And, and that's what really bothers me about the block, that you cannot reconcile. There is no opportunity for forgiveness on either end. And, and that bothers me a lot. Except for letters. But again, the, the, that, so if Beth is going to read those letters, she may as well unblock him. No. Reading, you don't think so? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling half and half on that. Like, so if she receives a letter from Joe, she a, letter, has... a letter is very easy to ignore. Like, if you unblock someone, they can yell in your face again. So I'm I'm assuming the worst case scenario here, right? Well, I understand Joe here. If if, if she unblocked Joe right now, Joe would be a much more understanding person, right? Right. In the given circle, like at that point, he'd probably be much more. He wouldn't be like he was last night. Yeah. But if you, if I assume the worst case is someone is like berating me, and then I get away, or I block them, and then I get away, right? And they still just want to berate me, and they write me a letter, a very mean worded letter. What yeah. happens? As I'm at my house, I get I I look I you know I look at, I'm looking through my mail bill. Bill, 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 Bill. Ah, here. This is the person that I blocked. I'll put that in the bill section. Actually, no, I put that in the, in like the spam section. I won't read it. Very easy to ignore a letter. 
compared to like uh yes other other forms of communication okay so I, I i will disagree there okay so I'll, t- I'll take your point now let me let me counter it with this though so if, if we give like that blocking is fine to do okay yeah no i'm uh, that's yeah we're accepting that would be i don't i don't think it is but in this yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. so so let's um let's say beth receives this letter now beth has a choice she can either open the letter and read it or she can disregard it it's the same she has she had choice already she can unblock him or keep him blocked so either way it is up to her to initiate to be open to the 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 concept of reconciliation in the first place she's much more control over the letter than she does the person right because like the letter's already set in stone what's said you take much more time making the letter okay uh yeah i don't know that's it (laughs) but the letter isn't going to get violent either it could be a very mean letter though it could be so so what what i'm saying is that i lost track of what i was saying letter or block she's gonna have to make a choice whether to be open to hearing him out oh i see yeah 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 so either way now that goes that, that i mean that, that there there is some benefit to that like it should be her choice whether she's open to hearing him out or not like she's done with the relationship she has every right to be done with the relationship i think and, okay the, the last part of the, being able to see the letter i think that's you said you don't like the block to the fact there's no re- reconciliation i think the letter system at least gives a hope of reconciliation right the letter still you still have to get them to open the letter yeah 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 if they're not willing to unblock you then why would they open that letter that uh, might make them think about it i don't know I, I i could imagine i could imagine me opening up a letter from someone i blocked I mean, let, let me see because because you know a letter takes time right it's they, they had to go they, they had to put stamp they had to pay money that letter mm-hmm. they had to go do it you know they had to go through some effort about that letter to you. I wonder what they want to tell me. This is this is their. It's like almost like um, this is their way. They're trying to get unblocked. If someone's sending you a letter, they want to be unblocked. This is kind of like their case. Now you're like the judge. You can choose whether you know what. I don't want to unblock them, or you know what? maybe I will unblock them. This is their chance at re- reconciliation, right? I wasn't going to unblock them, but they've sent me this letter. Here's their shot. Okay. Then you look at the letter and then you make your decision from there. I think the letter's a form of, like, you complain that there's no way of reconciliation. And I agree that there's not enough. Nowhere near enough. But mm-hmm. the letter at least serves a purpose of a way of reconciliation. Yeah. By some I, people. In this case, it was not, for obvious reasons, but, you know. And you know, you know what's interesting is it has to, the only opportunity is paper to pen, or pen to paper written letter, because even messages and phone calls are blocked. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy to think about so well i guess you probably print a letter too actually yeah i suppose so but it's it has to be physical paper like nothing electronic will work in this situation yeah but all right well after a week or so joe goes to beth's work and he he runs into uh tim and gita and they tell him that she left and nobody knows where she is well, Gita and or not Gita, sorry. Tim's like, hey, no, no need to follow him. It is what it is. Does he say that? Yeah. Know. Oh, she goes. She goes. Gita goes to like 
goes to ask him more as he walks away. Yeah. Like, what's wrong? And then Tim like puts his uh, shoulder on her. He's like, nah, don't. Like, don't. Oh, he, which he, in hindsight's really telling him, like, oh, yeah. In, yeah. in the moment, I didn't think much of it. I just thought maybe he didn't like him go or something, or just don't want to get involved, or you know, maybe he thought it was like some breakup thing. He didn't want to get involved, which is fine. But now, yeah. it's, now it's much more. Oh, yeah, you know, the other the interesting thing about the block here is that it's it's it takes away the person's ability to even grieve about the end of the relationship. Well, I mean, you can always grieve, obviously, but you can't, you can't even see photos of the person. Yeah. So that's an interesting bit of information as well. But one day, totally unprompted, he runs into, he, he sees her across the street and she's still pregnant. So she kept the baby, it appears. Um, and when he confronts her, he gets arrested. And now the block comes with a restraining order. So it's a legal block now. Yes, a legal block it's called. Right? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about blocks but they're allowed to be handed out legally, like in this case? Okay, so let's look okay. So this let, let me um let's say it was a bit more like violent in terms of like Joe was harassing her. So I I understand what it is now. I, I would say he was harassing her here. Okay. Well fair enough, yeah. Joe so Joe's like a stalker harassing someone is a block like if we have the technology, is a legal block in this case just for one person with mm. the restraining order? Is that fine? So I would I would say that I'm more comfortable with that because there's a process that you have to go through to make it happen. Yeah. Um, All you I, have to do is submit one form online and pay ten dollars, and it's you'll you'll get it within the week. No, it can't be guaranteed. So, well, no, it's guaranteed. Yes, you pay your ten dollars, yeah. put in your form. I think that's a pretty fair system. No, that's just a link. <laughs> To make it money. Uh, you already agreed though, Mr. Style. This this he's been arrested for I know I'm teasing you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's that that layer of process where there, there is an outside arbiter of this pot of, of whether or not this is this should be done. Justice. Which, I mean spoken. a lot of people a lot of people hate that. You know, a lot of people hate the idea of outside arbiters and just you know personal freedom is the only Thing that there should be um i i think that this is quite extreme and if everybody's just given the opportunity to do this at will to anybody else that they want uh i think it's quite dangerous um and i think there should be some sort of process i think it should not be so easy to do so i like that there's a process to make this happen make a legal block and I, yeah i agree uh i don't know how i feel about that in real life Obviously, this level of technology, that level of access to be able to, um, like, block, I mean, who's doing the block? Is the government forcing me to block? It seems like they can, based on what happens at the end. So, I, I'd i be very dubious about that, having the government in my head. <laughs> or at least being able to control what I see through my head. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm much, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, uh, some sort of, like government block compared to just everyone having a loosey goosey block. I, mean, I don't like it at all. I don't like the block at all. But I prefer this over that. If there's going to be a block, I I like that it's harder to use. Like I said, just a week, ten bucks. Tell we'll lower it to five dollars, so that way it's not as expensive. Oh boy, because we'll it, it takes it takes a while on the back end for people to get it through. So okay, so it's, it's really not very useful then. 
Well, no, no, but you know, you got you got to fill out a paper. Like, Mister Sal, if you got a check for a dollar, would you cash in that check? Yeah, I'd do it. Oh, okay, <laughs> that, that, that my whole oh, a penny. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna cash any check that I get. I've got even for a penny. Yeah, I'll cash it. No you way. Know, would you pick up a penny on the ground? Maybe. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. Why would you cash a check for a penny, but not pick up a penny on the ground? I feel like cashing a check, you got you to sign it. That takes time. Yeah, but it's so easy now. You sign it, and I can do it on my phone. That, but yeah, but that takes time as well. I think it'd be, like, if you went to the bank, at least if you're going to the bank, you could justify, you know what? I'm handing one check. I'll just hand the other check, too. If you're doing it on your phone, you got to take a photo of the front, the back. I know for my bank, I got to write on the check that's a mobile deposit as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got to write, like, like three, four extra words along with signing it, taking a photo, taking a back photo, sending it. Like, I, I send all my checks as well via uh, mobily. But I wouldn't cash in a penny check. But I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, but, like, if there's a penny in the ground, would you pick it up? No, that's dirty. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to the cleanest place you could be <laughs> without it being like, I was going to say your bathtub, but I feel like I, like I would pick up a penny in my bathtub or like my shower. It's at the bottom of a jar of vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then your hands are going to be all vinegar. It's soapy. It's a bucket. Okay. You're at a car wash, right? It's like a, like a school fundraiser car wash. Okay. Yeah. And like the soap all over the place, like you know, soap water all over the place, and there's a penny on the ground, clearly with some of that soap water on it. Like, is it shiny? No, ah, it's kind of just an older penny. Yeah, it's just a penny. Yeah, yeah, it's an older penny. Probably you take the penny. Probably. So the dirtiness does matter to you. It does. Do you believe in the penny? Not that you believe in it. Yes, I believe a penny's real. Do you? Do you think we should still have the penny? No, I hate yes, that. Uh, good man. That's, that's another rule of the podcast. Penny should be abolished. <laughs> you have the nickel too while you're at it, but if you want to keep the nickel, fine. No, I, I'd rather keep the nickel. I, I'm not ready to, to no, part with I'm, it. No, I'm ready to part with the nickel. All right, well, the, if we're going to part with nickels, we got to raise the deposit up to 10 cents on cans and bottles. I don't know if that's a compromise I'm willing to make. I, I, mean, I think that should happen anyway, because I've I've long said, on this podcast, I think I've said a nickel is not necessarily I'm to not you. Sure. It's not that much. A man above that of a common man. So me, a person who understands, you know, the, the struggle, the grind. I cherish that nickel. That nickel. When I have to go up that nickel and I buy cans, I weep and then I celebrate when I get back that nickel. So <laughs> yeah, and I think if you made me double that, I could never get cans again. I can't afford that. <laughs> You've ruined me. So I think that we, we need to make sure that we're clear that we know that that nickel right now, that we we paid that nickel extra, that we've already paid it. And when we return bottles and cans, we get that nickel back. Yes. It's not not the band nickel back, but. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we get so you get the nickel back. We, we don't, they're not paying us for the cans. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes some places have like a six cent day or like. Yes, that is true. So, I'm getting paid. That's true. I okay. Make a profit. Let's talk about Black Mirror. Okay, let's get back to Black Mirror. <laughs> so, he tries to send letters, no response, but he knows 
that she will go to her father's house for Christmas. So on Christmas Eve, he goes there and just basically camps out in the spot where he can see the house, but they can't see him, which is kind of a miraculous spot. Now that I'm yeah. thinking, but it is a bit. Well, so when she looks out, she'll just see like a white silhouette against super white snow. Yeah, I suppose that's true. There you go. I, I'm very torn on this About because him him doing this. Are you? Yeah, I actually am. Well, I oh at first glance I'm like he's being so much of a stalker right now. Yes. Right, this is terrible. And the same man because from his perspective, and I still thought so too. This is his kid, right? Yes. And I mean, imagine if the suit was on your foot, right? Yes. In terms of like you got blocked, uh, you got a restraining order against you mm-hmm. uh, to see. Uh, I mean, the person you were with, but they have your kid, and the kid is now alive, but you don't get to meet your kid, right? Like, that is... Well, I think that he's he's already been through the legal system, and that's been determined that he's not able to see the kid. I mean, it happens now. In, in custody battles, there are some parents who lose complete custody and are not allowed to see the kids. That's fair enough. Yeah. But I think of the... I, I, guess, I guess I felt like that is too harsh... A legal sense that he can't see his kids based on what I saw, right? I saw him get mad mm-hmm. one night and then I saw him uh like I mean be really insistent in public, come up to her and like mm-hmm. harass her basically. But nothing that says I mean the harassment wasn't him like trying to bully her, it was him hoping to get unblocked because he desperately wants to see his kid. Right. Right? So like or at least wants to he cares a lot about this kid. So mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a custody battle, that shows that he should have some parental rights, right? I would feel, I, I, I just feel like I, Black Mirror being like, is, does the punishment fit the crime? And in this case, I, I think him not being able to see his kid is really unfortunate. And so that kind of makes me... I'm, so, I, I'm actually surprised that you, you as a parent, and congratulations, by the way, don't, thank you. don't you know, feel more... Because I, I, I kind of sympathize for him in the sense that, like, I, and I, still, I still think he is, like... Definitely, so he's look. He's definitely being a stalker. He's definitely crossing the line, but I, I can, I can see his viewpoint, and I'm not as unsympathetic as I would otherwise be. In a like, if someone, if someone else was doing this minus the kid, like I'd be much more. Well, let me say this. I'm definitely sympathetic for him toward him. I definitely uh, also think that he's stalking. <laughs> um, definitely, yeah, definitely stalking. I definitely, but I also know that Beth knows this is not his kid, and therefore the police know this is not his kid. Well, then why won't someone tell him? No one's told him. Look, that's miscommunication. Like, someone at least would have told him. I mean, that that's assuming that he said to the police, I need to be able to see my kid, but she she didn't even have the kid when he got the, the legal block. That's what I mean. So, like, if... if... He believes that. I guess he. I guess he never went back to the police to appeal that. But I, you would think, brought up when he was talking with the police, right? He would bring up she's pregnant with my kid, right? You would huh? think he would utter those words at least at some point. And if the cops knew that was wrong, they would at least say that's not your kid, or if she's claiming that's not your kid. But he he seems none the wiser. I mean, he he he's, he's completely unaware that is not his kid. So. Mm. Like, well, definitely is unaware. Yeah, he's completely unaware. So I think, like, I think it's fully. Listen, if he knew that's not his kid, then he's completely stuck. Like, then I have no sympathy 
inter- well, I, I sympathize that like he he thought he had the kid and now he doesn't but like then i would treat him the exact same as someone stalking her minus the kid entirely right i treat him the exact yeah. same way but because he thinks that's his kid and no one's corrected him and i don't think the onus is on him to get the correction either i think someone should have told him that's not his kid because he has no way of really knowing he can't who, who is someone though the cops right like how he how he got this restraining order against him and yep. no one has told them that that is not his kid because because okay if he brings up to the cops she's pregnant with my kid right and the uh-huh. cops think that's his kid and they think that's fair enough that okay we're going to put the restraining order and he won't be able to see his own kid i think that's way too far of a punishment he can't see the kid either well that's that's the way i mean that, that happens now like i said if really? someone if someone is inappropriate enough, then they're not going to see their kid. Okay. And uh, I mean, I, I think that Beth is alleging that he should not see the kid. I mean, yeah, but there's not really like the only the only thing she saw him do that was too much. She he said pretty mean things to her, right? Mm-hmm. The one night he threw a flower pot, so he showed aggression, mm-hmm. and then. Um, came up to her on the sidewalk, but he, he could she could understand what he was saying on the sidewalk. No, I I don't I don't disagree with you. So, so I just I just I'm just saying I do I, I, I do feel bad for him in the circumstance. I he's definitely being a creepy stalker. But right. I feel bad for him. Right, I do too. I feel bad for him that he can't see his child. I, I feel guess bad. we are all the same shoe here. I think I think though I I, I I might even justify his actions here in terms of like coming over. Now coming every year, I think I think he's like if he's not ever gonna try to get his, like, he's never going to go to the police or find any, like, legal way to see his child mm-hmm. or what he believes to be his child, then it's kind of like, um, I guess he puts it himself, right? Something's better than nothing. But yeah. is something really better than nothing? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know either. I, when do you move on? I'm not sure how I would respond in that situation. Oh. But, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. I, I do think that it's it's too extreme that he doesn't get to see his child but i also know that it's not his child and so do the police and so does mm-hmm. beth so he does not actually have any right to see this child he doesn't, yeah he doesn't actually have a right no uh now there obviously were some sort of miscommunications going down the line or or just possibly outright lies to well no they wouldn't be outright lies i think yeah i don't think the cops lie no. Him. either either well either she either she lied about it maybe it is his baby and she's just because she didn't want to admit to the cops that she cheated on him or anything or i i mean okay so that, that's the other thing is at that point she didn't have the baby yet maybe she didn't know that's true yeah uh, yeah oh yeah that's a good possibility too but even if yeah even if it really is his baby or i mean if it really is his baby it's that's what you're saying i'm, I'm getting like lost in the weeds here we're, we we agree. Oh, here's all. I'll present this to you. You're in the exact same situation, Mister Sal. Okay. Do you do you, do you go there on Christmas? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh man, and and not not with ever the intention of of, of approaching her. Exactly. Yeah, you just want to see the kid. That's it. Yeah, you're because that that's your kid. You're like, oh, you believe? Yeah, that's my kid. Yep. Yes. I want to know my kid. Yep. Yep. 
So, so there you have it. I can't wait for. Oh, actually, you know this this could this still could have gone down a much darker route, because, I mean, we eventually learned that the the legal blocking sticks with someone as long as they're alive. Mm-hmm. This could have become like a like a twisted psychopathic story of him trying to kill her yes. so she can see yes. his daughter. It could have, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he tried to sneak a, a present to her at one point, right? Um, but that you know, that that is what it is. That that's just you know, him trying to make any kind of contact at all. But he uh, later on the news finds out that uh, Beth has died. Seems like a train accident. Yeah, if it's, I'm... A, yeah it's a train accident. Uh, and apparently when a person who is blocked for you dies, the block dies with them. So now... Actually, I, I was going to put this out there. Shouldn't, if, if this was really how like the legal stuff worked, should not be the case. Correct. Because I, just, I literally just pointed out the incentive of what it causes. Of, okay, well, I can't see my kids because of you. So my only decision, I have to kill you to see my children. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're uh, right. The incentive that makes is too dangerous. So... Yes. It must be forever, sadly. Correct. I agree. Maybe with chance. Oh, not even. I don't even want to give a chance of an appeal because then they might try to kill someone to get the appeal. So, yeah. it stands. Right. It stands. Yep. I think you're right. I think you're right. But he can now see his daughter. So now he uh, the next. I think it's the next Christmas now. Goes and brings her a snow globe, and she's clearly Asian, like. <laughs> <laughs> and the only other Asian person we've seen in this whole episode is Tim. Uh, East Asian, I mean. So, yeah. uh, and so this is not Joe's daughter. And they, I mean, they definitely show that it's most definitely Tim's, uh, Tim's daughter, but like, you know, they, they show some flashbacks and like Tim and Beth kind of looking so at each other. Does this make Beth's behavior seem any less extreme? Because I, th- I think it does. I think. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. it doesn't make it less extreme the, the way she cut him off. Yes. Suddenly stuff. It definitely does cause, um... because. Yeah, it, it, because she she didn't want repercussions. Uh, obviously, first of all, so even if it was a breakup, the, the thing about a breakup, which is, is uh, what's up, one person has already gotten over it, and one person's like has to start getting over it, kind of, right? Because someone's breaking up with someone, usually. Yeah. So, but even if that's not like, so if she wants to break up with him and he's she's already kind of over it, fine. But like now she has this whole wrinkle of, well, I'm pregnant with not his kid, uh, and I, you know, I'm not really into him, and uh, like this is really bad. Uh, yep. I so it it makes it much more clear, yeah, why she just cuts it off that suddenly. It it explains her behaviors much better. It doesn't justify her behaviors, but it just explains her behaviors. Yeah, I, th- I mean, she definitely could have handled it better and just said, look, I'm not into this anymore. I- I'm pregnant with not your baby. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> like, literally, yeah, she caused this person to kind of grieve for like five years. <laughs> I- I'm not saying every day he went home and grieved, but like for at least five years it was in his head about this stuff. And he could have, she could have, I mean, probably still would have been in his head to some degree, but could have at least like, it would have been harder for her. And that's why she blocked it, but could have, you know. Yeah, told him the truth, and that would have at least yeah it would have stopped him probably being as stalkerish, and it would have 
Yep. Yeah. But my, my philosophy, not, not philosophy, my theory is that she knew this was not his baby. She wanted to keep it and therefore he had to go. So do you think she made that decision that night? Like, do you think, she, I think, oh, if that's the case, I feel like she made that decision not before dinner, but during the night after their fight. I think she probably made that decision as soon as she found out she was pregnant and it was likely not. So I don't, so I don't know the whole, like, I know you're not supposed to drink alcohol and stuff and smoke. You're not supposed to do a lot of things when you're pregnant. Oh, you're right. So it was, and she was drinking wine. Lots of it. Lots of it. They talk about that. So I, I questioned that she wanted to keep the baby effort. I think you might be right. I think she, I think she had a long, big think about it. Hmm. So I, I think one reason she wanted to get rid of the baby is because she was with Joe. And so, you know, she kept thinking about it. She's like, I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And now she... Because I, I don't know. I feel like what probably happened for Joe is if he never found that a pregnancy test, she would have probably gotten an abortion and stayed with Joe. You might be or, may, or maybe she would have swapped her mind anyways and left Joe anyways. That yeah. might have also happened too, actually. Because I don't know how soon she found out. It was still in the trash. So it was probably less than a week. People usually take out the trash weekly. Yeah, frequently more uh, sometimes. Less than a week, yeah. So, so she she barely knew too. So maybe she was, you know, trying to get through this mojo herself too. So it, it might have still ended the same way, regardless of the fight. But um, right. So, I, she, so she obviously did not want the baby at that point. Yes, yeah, I don't think she wanted the baby at that point because she was down in some wine. But once Joe confronts her, she and that makes her not want joe anymore it, yeah it, it well it we didn't want him to begin with probably didn't want him to begin with or maybe it well because now so i think about it maybe she did kind of want joe still right she did she, she did still kind of she like maybe wanted to stay with joe but now that she knew about the pregnancy it it's it's ruined the relationship too much now because if she could have secretly got like yeah got rid of the baby secretly without yeah. ever telling him then, like, the relationship keeps going, and, like, I don't know how well the relationship actually is. We see just this one, like, evening with them, or, like, yeah. two evenings with her being a bit, of, like, she she has an affair, and then she's distant the other night when she's pregnant. So, I, I don't know how they are normally with each other. Maybe she does that. They stay together. Uh, But because he finds out that she's pregnant, during that big night think when she's sitting there <laughs> that night, probably thinking a lot that night, yep. he comes to the conclusion... I can't amend this now because if I get an abortion, he'll be upset with me. Yep. And if I if I have the baby, he'll get upset with me. I mean, yep. The relationship's over now. So she yes. Can't. Right. Might have done that anyway, but I think it, it um, catalyzed it, and it might not have been the case. Right. And then the, the fact that the relationship is for sure over almost gives her uh, the opportunity to have the baby without I mean, her, the choice is easy for her at that point. She's yeah, gonna... and now she's like, well, now there is no relationship. Since he killed the relationship, basically, from my point of view, she, he's killed the relationship, now I can make the decision if I want the baby or not. Before, I, I wasn't going to have it because I wanted to maybe stay in the relationship, or I didn't right. want this whole, like, I wanted to keep my job and all this. There's more than just the relationship. She works there and stuff. But now that this has happened, I will, um, now I can actually make the choice now that I've learned, like, that part of the way. Do I want the baby or not? She decides to have the baby. Yep. So... Okay, I think we've figured it out here. I think I think I think we've come up with a, a very logical thought process from Beth here. Thanks for coming. Yes. So, uh, 
they they flash back to all the, the looks that Tim and Beth shared here as soon as he sees that this baby is not this child is not his. And Tim at karaoke night, uh, looking at Beth and and Beth looking at, is singing to Tim, not yeah. to Jim. Dang yeah. it, Tim! Yeah, we see them at dinner exchanging glances, uh, but Joe's reaction. I'm not sure where this comes from <laughs> because the girl goes inside and he follows her inside. <laughs> I mean, if I, I would think that if I were Joe and I saw that I would be so mortified, I would, I would get out of there as quickly as possible. So I, I agree with you, but he, he kind of explains it by when he sits on the table and keeps asking, where's my daughter? So maybe he's oh, in disbelief. Yes, you're right. So I'll, I'll, I'll hit that with, that. there's a counterpoint there yeah exactly which is completely understandable to be in like denial yeah that's that's true that's true. first i first moment seeing this so yeah this is shocking um you know and and the her father beth's father tells him i mean he he is not receptive to him being there at all he's got his uh, knife in his hand the whole time you know and he says that he threw out the letters which uh, if he's scared of joe being in the house so scared that he's got to hold this knife the whole time I'm not telling them that I threw out the letters. Yeah, I don't know why I told them to throw out the letters. <laughs> but but he did. Uh, and he says to Joe, you have no daughter here. And that's too much for Joe to handle. And he s- takes the snow globe that he was going to give to the girl and smashes it over uh, Beth's father's head, killing him. Yep. And, I, do, do you watch it with subtitles on? Uh, no, I did not. I didn't. Uh, to be to be exact, it says "exhale last breath." So. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, is he actually gonna die? I mean, I already had subtitles on, and then it says "exhale last breath." I'm like, okay, looks like he died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So th- what I what I love about this, all these stories are are also interesting. The story we know with Harry and Jennifer, the story with Greta, uh, the story with Joe and Beth. Like, they're all very interesting in their own way, and they all like incorporate these elements that that are just incredible food for for discussion and for thought that you know the the block and the cookie uh and then i i that was like enough for me <laughs> but yeah. then there's there's more <laughs> this, is, this is such an amazing ending like i i want to get to the tense of it this this ending is so great it is it's, it's phenomenal so so this is at this point joe recognizes that the clock on the wall in this hut is the same as the clock on the wall in beth's father's house that he saw after he smashed the glo- the snow globe against his yeah, head this is where i got really suspicious yeah what's going on here yeah what wait a second yeah yeah, yeah. that so, don't look right nope <laughs> but he leaves and he leaves the, the the dad dead and he drives away he slept in the streets, he drank, he got arrested, he refused to talk, and the the girl stayed in that house for two so, days. This is but before before you keep going on, the second Joe recognizes the same clock in the room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Matt starts getting really this is where I noticed Matt was being really insistent. And oh, earlier they had made a joke of like Joe was like, Are you interrogating me? He's like, Nah, I just wanted to chit chat. Yeah. And I asked the question here, is Joe really being interrogated? Is he trying to get a confession from Joe? So this, I, this is the point where I started realizing, like, wait a second. Yeah. This 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 might be yep. Matt playing Joe. 
and it, it becomes very apparent too now like he keeps yeah very oh yeah he, he gets almost aggressive with it yeah 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 he's like yeah yeah and he and he he makes joe or he coaxes out of joe what happened to the girl <laughs> and they stay she stayed in the house for two days until she left for help and then they found her dead in the snow um just just heartbreaking tragic and and awful but it's this is this is matt is pumped about this and it's perverted and it's gross but we've kind of been headed in this direction this is what we kind of expected that he would be excited about this um and he places the snow globe next to him and he leaves he leaves he just he's gone Wait, yeah he i know he's like, he's like yes i did it i knew i could do it well sorry joe <laughs> he you know he he's he's just gone though he doesn't like walk out the door or anything he's just suddenly not there anymore huh. and we end up in in this police uh, police station and Matt pulls his head out of this chamber, which this is one thing that I'm, that I'm not very clear about on this episode is how was Matt in there with him? Oh, I can buy that. That they yeah. have like a technology to kind of like, but yeah, it was that. A way okay. for him to like materialize himself in the egg. Nah, I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, the, the, here's something. Oh, I'll say right at this point, I thought Matt had lied about everything. Oh, okay. The Matt's story was false. Matt just made thought that story. he was a police officer or something. Yeah, like he's like some sort of cop thing, and like a detective okay. thing. Like maybe maybe the cookie stuff is all real, but Matt's whole like dealing with it is all fake. Like he's yeah, yeah. That that could very yeah. At that, this very moment, I believe it is soon. I'll learn. Very, nah. very reasonable. But turns out Matt simulated five years to Joe, just the way he simulated six months and three weeks to Greta's uh, cookie. Uh, it was, this was in fact Joe's cookie. So when, when Joe was talking about the cookie as slavery, he didn't realize that he himself was a cookie. And Matt turns out, cut a deal with the police. He got uh, his, he got a confession out of Joe in exchange for his freedom. And uh, his, we, I mean, I'm assuming that, he was in trouble because of the whole Harry and Jennifer. I mean, thing. they talk about it right there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's on the register for being a peeping Tom. Yep. Uh, he didn't report a murder. Yep. He'll be on the, the peeping Tom pervs register, yeah. I think that says. Mm-hmm. Yep. For his illegal service and his hobby. Uh, and for failure to report a murder, like you said. Yeah. Um, and he, they said he'll be blocked. And he said, well, by who? By everyone. Blocked by everyone. Now, Cookie Joe is being tortured by the cop, right? Mm-hmm. The, the cop sets his timer to a thousand years per second. What was it per second or per minute? Either way, that's bad. Yeah. It's, it's so much time. It's, it's so it, much time. Awful. <laughs> I'll just put him to like a thousand years a second and should we leave him like this? Like, what should we do? We'll leave him for Christmas. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, even, let's just say it's a minute, right? That's like, that's 60,000 years. <laughs> 60,000 years. 60,000 years in an hour. 
right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. An hour. My bad. Yeah, yeah. If I say minute, yeah, that, that yeah. I was yeah. confused a second. Yeah, if we were talking a minute, so we're being generous, right? Like I can't remember if we said minute or second. It, it, like, so one day would be like a million and a half years. Yeah, more than a million. Yeah, wow, crazy. That is. Yep. And we do get to see. Did I? This already happened, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we saw Matt's ending. Yeah. Leaves the police station, and and this is where he realizes that everybody looks blocked to him, and to everyone else, he is not only blocked but red blocked. Yeah, which is the worst. Oh my god. <sighs> you that one be red blocked. People are giving him. People are avoiding him. So. Yeah. So is I mean, is this worth it to Matt? Do you think that if Matt had known this was his freedom, he would have taken the deal? I mean, I don't know what the alternative was. It looks like no matter what, he was going to get blocked. So, Yeah, I mean, well, I, I assume that he would have maybe gotten imprisoned or... Imprisoned plus blockage, yeah. Maybe. Or, uh, you know, some other awful form of punishment because the, these are awful forms of punishment. But... I mean, what these people did is is awful, like for sure. But oh yeah, these... I, everyone gets like all our main characters get absolutely wrecked here. We got poor Matt can't really interact with anyone ever again. Yeah, so maybe some but, like law enforcement. Here's here's the thing: Matt took a deal, which means that he could have probably taken it to trial. Yeah, but he took the deal. I, maybe, I think... maybe there's a way he can appeal. We'll see. It's just you know. Yeah, maybe. But, he was set up for something, but he's yeah he's got a sad ending. The real Joe, despite all the silence, not not talking, you know, not not snitching out himself. They mm-hmm. just manually put a cookie in him, took it out, and they've uh, got his confession. Imagine that. Imagine being able like getting pegged for a crime without even you know getting pegged for a confession, having never spoke. That's what I like about that so much. How they really like they really. Brought the point home that he has not spoken at all yep. since he's been like incarcerated, and despite not saying a single word, they've yep. got him on a full confession. Yep, and and Cookie him is just ah, yeah. I mean, he's just enjoying his time. Just some nice, you know, him time. Just take it to Christmas. I'm gonna talk about the Cookie uh, Joe in just a second, but I wanted to point out too that there is another episode of Black Mirror that delves into this idea of getting a confession out of someone without them saying a word um it's called crocodile have you seen that one i don't think so that that one is the same season as uss callister um it's about uh there's a device that can read your memories okay so i don't i don't don't think i've seen that i can't remember off the top of my head okay well anyway uh maybe we'll get to that someday i don't know it's not one of my favorite episodes but it's it's not bad but at any rate that's that's delved into it a little deeper in in that episode but here uh here's cookie joe and he's i don't know the song that's playing on the radio uh but the the one of the lyrics in the song is i wish it could be christmas every day i know (laughs) just great just because like so they look we see the person picking that song i'm like yeah. Okay. Wow. They gave some music. I guess. Okay. Right. Why are they playing that specific song if they don't like this guy? Yep. And then they put him on loop there. I'm like, oh, okay. And it's not only loop. 
it's on it's coming through this radio in this hut and joe smashes the radio and the radio regenerates and it keeps regenerating every time he smashes it it regenerates and it regenerates louder yeah i mean at least we hear it louder we assume that if we're hearing it louder joe's hearing it louder well i wonder like my, my one of my thoughts were like it seems like the broken radio still stay right uh i don't or, or are they poofing if they if they poof out then never mind but they stay what if you just keep throwing the radio then the house fills up with broken broken radio. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It break the simulation, right? If you load so many radios, maybe it'll break the simulation. Yeah. By the way, the whole time he can see, like the the dead body of the girl out. He the... can, yeah, right by a tree. Yep, yep. Um, and guilt. As yeah, oh, that this is inhumane. I mean, it's I mean, what he did was awful unquestionably awful I mean, yeah he killed the person so. <laughs> but man the, this this type the of punishment fit the crime exactly. and there doesn't i mean there aren't crimes much worse than what he did but i mean there are there are a few but but there aren't there's very little that he could have done worse but this this punishment is like but here's the thing so is it like so let's think to the real uh, this, yep. <laughs> yeah, the real Joe, like, he didn't get this punishment. It's good. Right? He's just locked away still. Right. This so, so, like, this this conscious Joe never did that technically. I mean, and a lot of things, yeah, it's just, Joe hasn't been real punished for, like, that degree. I don't know how long it's, how, I think he probably said how long he was quiet for. I can't remember. I mean, he has a full beard. It, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's as long as you might think, though. I, okay. I don't, I don't think it's years. I think it's like, you know, maybe a maybe a month or two. Okay, so he's been quiet for his month or two. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, he has. He's so Joe has yet to be punished. I guess. I mean, he's incarcerated, but yeah, yeah. yeah he killed the person. Egg Joe, on the other hand. Yeah. Act. Yeah, I mean, and and, and, and no, I find it so funny, right? Like, they could have, they could have, okay. I don't know why they decided to break him this way. Because I feel like if you did the same treatment to Egg Joey did to Egg Greta, you get the same result. Like, if you literally went, okay, you're not real. You're a, because this, this, this Egg Joe has the same memories as real Joe, mm-hmm. right? So if you go, okay, Egg Joe, you're not real. That's real Joe. Tell us. Or we're gonna submit you to torture, and like have you do nothing. Uh, they could probably actually give him torture if they wanted to too. But we're not gonna go that far, right? Like showing him the body and everything. Just literally, okay, three weeks alone. Okay, six months alone. You know, like and keep just ramping it up until he talks. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they could have just done that simpler. Like, like Joe has no skin in the game here for a real Joe. I mean, yeah, I suppose they probably could have. I mean, I think now this is just a possibility. I don't know. Uh, could could it be that they didn't even have the cookie idea because it's not common knowledge what the cookie is, and it was Matt who brought the cookie idea into it. You're right. Uh, well, then why didn't Matt do that? And I guess I just thought of another reason why they couldn't do that. That 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 is basically torture. And uh-huh. So. You're getting a confession under torture. How reliable? Like, can can that be thrown out in court? Right? You, okay. If yeah. he confessed under torture. Now, in this case, his cookie did not confess under torture. Here, I'd really say. 
all that much. Yeah, I mean, I... he was interrogated. He was definitely interrogated. Hardly. But torture? I don't know. No, I think you're right. It no. definitely, def- definitely not as torturous as, it, as what I just said would be. So. Right. Right. And he got the confession willingly without even knowing that there would be a punishment involved with this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if he didn't do it, he would have never... He didn't know there was anything so so he could speak freely, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think because my confession is assuming they're guilty because if they're not, they're gonna be like, no, I didn't do it. And like, okay, six months. Yep. I seriously, I didn't do. And you know what? They probably just give a false confession just to stop it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so in fact, in fact, mine would just make every detective in the world a perfect detective because yeah. they get a hundred percent hit rate. So never mind. Maybe my idea is a great idea. I bring it back again. We have like <laughs> a perfect uh, success rate. Uh, Isn't that what you look for? Well, hold on. A perfect conviction rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you look for? If you're like a, I like mean, a cop or like a... Convictions get overturned, though. That's really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think there could be an element from Matt's perspective, too, of the, the more secretive Matt is about it, the more it's... The, they're getting the confession because of Matt, the better deal he gets. You know what I mean? Like, if he just says, you just turn the dial up to the thousand years per minute you'll get a confession no problem (laughs) they don't need matt for that like matt needs to make himself valuable yeah so i think i'm not sure i can agree to that yeah so the the other the the last bit that i want to say about the what we actually see is that as they zoom out of the window and joe and cookie joe's hut we see that that is the hut that's within the snow globe and they keep zooming out more yeah. and more. It's just snow globe of, uh, layers and layers of snow globes. <laughs> so, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good episode. It is because it's 10. I like this a lot. This yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll bump it up to a 10. Really, well. Mr. Sell? That's simply. It, it's awesome. So it's, it's, now it's number three? It's going to be number three, yeah. Wow, so it's overtaking, sorry, White Bear? It overtakes White Bear. How did I see foresee the future? I guess you did. Well, Mr. Sal, well, while we're bumping things up, <laughs> you know, is three really all that different from two? Like, think about when you're writing a two, right? You kind of have the same motion. You start the same motion as a three. So instead of doing the three, finish it off with the line. Don't don't worry about making that extra bump. Yeah, I can just put it at number one. Why not? Ah, I don't know. one line is simpler than writing a two as well. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's, oh, it's number three. <laughs> right. Yeah, but let's talk about hated in the nation a bit here. This isn't the pop, but like bees. Come on, really? AI bees. Really? Come on. Really? Really, really. <laughs> okay, I tried. Hated in the nation is pretty good. Yeah. I I love hated in the nation. I I that is it's the top spot. It keeps the top spot, and a lot of that is. Like I said, because it feels so socially relevant to stuff that we deal with now. What is Black Mirror gonna have a new season? Like, uh, they, so Charlie Brooker, who's the the creator of Black Mirror, said uh, during once once the COVID pandemic started to get bad and places started to lock down, he was like, "We're not doing any Black Mirror right now for a while because people don't need that on top of this." Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's some self-awareness, but I mean, 
I like me some Black Mirror. Like, what do you mean? Don't I? I would love to have it on top of this. I know, seriously. I, I, uh, I, th- I think you've read. I think you've read the room wrong, my friend. Well, I, here's the thing. I think that people. I don't no, think. Listen, you, I understand not wanting to film because there's a pandemic. I get that. But lots of lots of things are filming right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I listen. I I there's never a bad time for Black Mirror. And in fact, if if it's if it's a social commentary on life now, even better if you if you ask yeah. me. No, I make it even better. I agree. I I I would have gladly taken some Black Mirror, but uh, but I do think because uh, I know so many people like this that are when they're they just don't want to be made to feel the way Black Mirror makes you feel. Yeah, but then they just don't like Black Mirror in general. Right. So those a lot of those a lot of those people don't like Black Mirror in general. But how many more are going to stop liking Black Mirror because I see what you mean associated with that. Way? And and now you're gonna do this. I mean, I my my counter to that, uh, they're gonna have to wait a very long time before that reaction goes away, even if pandemic ends. Yeah, I don't. It's uh, I don't think they're they're gonna want to wait that long realistically. You know what I just realized about White Christmas specifically? It was it, it released on Christmas. It it did not. It it was released December sixteenth. 2014 but it's part of season two mm-hmm. and the other episodes were all released in february of 2013 so almost a full year before white christmas okay so they did release it late for the holiday season i guess so it's but, like a holiday but, special but they didn't even release it for no wait a minute it's two years right because 2015 2013 2015 yeah i'm looking i'm looking at the wiki right now and yeah, it, you're right. It's almost two years. And the series one, 2011, it was dropped. Yeah. Uh, series two, uh, 2013, it was dropped in February for like a week. And then it's called special that one. And it is uh, and actually this is back when Black Mirror was on Channel Four. Correct. So and and it, it was a special drop. So it's all by Channel Four on December 16, 2014. So yeah, it was part of them. Um, it is a special. And then and then uh, season three and onward are on Netflix. Right. Yes, and then all of them dropped the same day. So they had another special Bandersnatch, with the exception of Bandersnatch. Yeah, only Bandersnatch, but that's considered a film. So, yeah, it's the only other special actually, though. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we would be just about due for another season. The the last season, season five, released June of two thousand nineteen. So we, we've gone a full year. We're about a year and a half from that. And it's not looking like we're going to get one though. It's no, not, not a shame. Anyway, but. And that's that's a shame because the, the most recent season was my least favorite season of Black Mirror. Yeah. But, I, only saw, I only saw one actually, but it wasn't all that great. You saw the, the Miley Cyrus one? Yeah. The Hannah Montana. I don't know how you know her real name. <laughs> oh boy. Did you watch that show? No. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say like you're probably too old to watch that show, right? Yeah. How did you know that though? Uh, I mean I I'm also a teacher. So I've heard students, you know, when Miley Cyrus became what Miley Cyrus is now. It, <laughs> I mean, you were on that bandwagon. <laughs> no, that then, you know, when everybody was talking about her, you know, I mean, then you capitalized on this. Some of my students, I capitalized on this. I feel like, yeah. How? When Miley Cyrus became what she is today, like, and got away from like as kid friendly. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Right. 
when she did the whatever with the the wrecking ball at the VMAs or whatever it was. Yeah, that's it. Then then everybody was talking about her and and my a lot of my students were like, I can't believe that's Hannah Montana, you know. So yeah, yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> but whatever. Anyhow, this is a great episode. We love it. You should love it. We're glad that you listened to us talk about it. Uh, we'll be we'll we'll have more Black Mirror as the as the weeks and months go on. But uh, in the meantime, if you need more of us, there's plenty of lost and leftovers. Uh, I need to say those the other way around. There's plenty of leftovers and lost to to consume while you wait for more Black Mirror. And I think we'll be hopping to a different show, a fourth show, very soon. Very soon, yeah. As leftovers so they draws to an end. Yeah. Yeah. There's only 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 a few more episodes to go. Yeah, I I I, <laughs> I don't want to say how many because I don't know <laughs> what what it will be at that point. What, what, what are we we're on like you know it's December now, mid mid December, getting late December. We're just getting ready for um holiday season. Probably. Yeah. Well, I suppose that by the time you all hear this, this afternoon, <laughs> yeah, we, we do record them the day of. <laughs> uh, we'll be on one, two, three. Uh, we will have released three episodes of The Leftovers season three. There will only be five more left to release, plus a recap. Mm-hmm. So, we'll sometime in January, starting a new show. Yeah, wow. So close. Anyway, um, it looks like there's a blizzard out there right now. So I'm going to have to start salting up the... Yeah, start salting up so that way you know, I can drive and whatnot. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this show. Uh, five stars. Appreciated. Uh, subscription appreciated. Sharing it. Very appreciated. And you want to email us, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas.